Hello. Arriba, andale. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. It's been a long time coming, darling. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god! Been? Finally, I've been fantastic. <laughs> I'm sorry I had to reschedule last time. Oh, don't worry about it. How was your first day back at work? Oh man, it was it was good. It was <laughs> it was special. It 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 was a lot, but it was good. <laughs> um, because you know I'm a Taurus. Yeah, and you know it's just different because like this is the first time back since quarantine, and everybody's all getting vaccinated and stuff. And people mm-hmm. still out here not trying to wear masks or whatever, and it's just, uh, it's a lot. It's a whole lot, a whole lot of, but it's good. <laughs> You're just like, oh, you goddamn anti-maskers. <laughs> yeah, well, because I do catering, and so it's like people keep wanting to have parties, and I'm like, can y'all get it together though? <laughs> yeah i was gonna like, say um when i was looking at your instagram i realized that you uh you were hospitalized last year what happened there uh actually so that was two years ago um okay. uh-huh i have not been in the hospital since uh october of 2019 and that is because um well the reason that I was in the hospital is because I have sickle cell anemia. So mm-hmm. for those of you listening that don't know what that is, it's a genetic blood disorder. Um, it's created by the mutation for the gene for hemoglobin. And hemoglobin is the thing that your red blood cells have that helps carry oxygen. So mm-hmm. some of my red blood cells um, are not properly formed and don't carry oxygen properly and so when i have a lot of those in my system it causes intense pain and that requires hospitalization but i've been healthy since october of 2019 and i did not catch corona so i am living my life lavishly yes i love it and yeah i was gonna say you're you're healthy you're better now yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm good right now. There's no cure for it currently. Uh, there's like trials of four cures running right now, but I didn't get into the trial, which is unfortunate. But I guess, I guess at least I won't be one of the potential casualties. So I guess that part's good. But yeah, I've been healthy, so it's been okay. Yes. I know was it I know what um what your answer's gonna be when I ask you this question, but have you watched tea time? Are you aware what what's about to happen? Yes. <laughs> yes, I, I have. What's your what's your favorite episode so far, if you don't want me asking? Like what what has inspired you from tea time so far? XOXO Vinny Blanco in the building, of course. Yes. I was uh-huh. gonna also ask you, did you did you see the episode with Caswell as well? Because I know you guys had a little chit chat before. Yes, I did, but I didn't get to stay for the whole thing, which is why I couldn't pick that one because I had to work. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. But I I'm excited jobs. to know about your story though. <laughs> I'm excited to know about your story today. 
Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Maybe I can pick your brain about your story at some point. Yeah. We can do like reverse okay, so, tea time. Mm-hmm. A tea time takeover. That's what I like to call it, you know? Yes. <laughs> uh, before we start, so let me give the intro to everyone. So welcome, guys. This is uh, my regular podcast, Tea Time with Paolo Pereira, going from stereo to all streaming sites. So whatever you use, Tidal, Spotify, Apple Music, Apple, um, Amazon Music, it's going to be there, I'm sure. And tonight is my absolute fabulous guest. She is the goddess of spring. She is the words of wisdom. Give it up for core guys. Sorry, I'm a one-person soundboard, babes, when it comes to tea time. <laughs> <laughs> got it <laughs> yes and i was there i heard from um uh ukulele she was the one who started the whole beard trend so i'm guessing she influenced you to have that that mustache of yours uh so actually no originally um it was white and it was for uh well it was a for Thadi Scotty. Thadi Scotty used to have the milk mustache, um, like when I first got to stereo. But it technically originated from E. Reed and Love God, who had the International House of Titty Milk. So everybody <laughs> put on, yeah, everybody put on milk mustaches. And so I just changed the color once they allowed us to change colors so that my yellow can match my purple. I love it. I love it. And I want to ask you, so where did the whole um, um, Goddess of Spring come from? So um, there's two things. One, I love manga and anime. And oh. I was uh, originally listening or not listening to reading um but sometimes listening because they have like music and stuff every once in a while um on webtoons there's it's it's called mm -hmm. lore olympus and mm -hmm. so uh i love the story of persephone and hades and so they mm -hmm. that like artist and author took it to a whole new level that's even better and like there was always this like concept where um, Hades like steals Persephone from her mother Demeter and like forces her to be his wife. But like there's like this this low key secret thing that's like it was all staged and like they're actually madly in love with each other. But because her mom is like so overprotective, they had to like fake a kidnapping. Mm -hmm. um and so laura olympus like plays with that and so i always say um that i'm core the goddess of spring because core was her name before she came persephone um oh. and the reason that she became persephone which if people don't know her uh her name means the bringer of death uh which is why mm -hmm. she's the perfect goddess for hades um is because literally she a village was like cutting a bunch of roses in a forbidden garden and they didn't I guess realize that they were in the forbidden garden because they were being inconsiderate and not paying attention to what they were doing because of humans we suck so her sisters started dying around her because each flower is the life of a nymph 
Mm-hmm. And even though she's a goddess and not a nymph, they were like considered her sisters. And so she sees her sisters dying and she goes to the mortal realm and sees what they're doing. And she like loses her mind and goes on a rampage and kills everyone in the village. Mm-hmm. But she's like That's normally cool. a sweet and like, you know, life bringing life giving individual but she has this rage deep down inside of her and that is me yes i mean when it comes to the anime manga um my favorite anime is always always gonna be um from studio ghibli um spirited away spirited away is like yes And if we're talking about um, novels, I don't know if you heard of this. Have you heard of Pet Shop of Horrors? No, I haven't. Pet Shop of Horrors, I used to have such a collection of it. And it would be like different um, dif- uh, different um, scenarios, situations, stories, where like, let's say a child or like um, a parent or, some- or someone who had problems they would always go to this um, pet shop and they would get like advice from this pet shop owner. And it turns out to be, he uh, would turn out to be um, this evil person where they would um, give them bad juju or like give them bad vibes. And basically when you come out of the shop, you're either, you're either going to die, you're either going to be turning into an animal or like some mystical, disgusting creature, or you're going to just have bad luck in your life, basically. And I used to read it so much. So if you ever come across Pet Shop of Horrors, I highly recommend it. Oh my God, that sounds amazing. Yes. Definitely uh, got to okay, check that so, out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, before we get into it, Uh, let me just remind everyone that um, with when it comes to tea time uh, with Paolo, this is um, uh, a podcast shining a light on my individual guests, which happens to be Core tonight. Um, we're just going to get to know who they are, how they are um, in depth. We're going to know um, who they are, why they are this kind of person. And we're going to just pick their brain. We're going to explore their life in general. And we're just going to go deep with questions, with the topics I set with them. So it's always the same topics, five topics to every guest, always the same thing, but with different answers usually. And before we get into it, I want to ask you the most important question of them all. So mm-hmm. what tea or beverage have you chosen for this discussion tonight? I am drinking my caramel macchiato because I like my drinks like I like my men. Or, well, like they like me. <laughs> <laughs> a, you actually wrote it down, which I didn't need, I need. But when you wrote it down, I was like, I'm gagged. This bitch fucking floored me with this fucking answer. <laughs> well, I mean, my men like me as my nice little toffee-colored self, but they prefer me to be sweet and not bitter, which is why I always get my caramel macchiato with ristretto, which is just like espresso, but less bitter. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And also another question I want to ask you, which I usually ask all guests on Tea Time is, if you'd like to let the viewers know, as well as those who will be listening on the streaming sites, where you are in the world right now and how is your lockdown situation, if any? So I'm in Michigan. 
um, in the U.S. So we are in the Midwest, but we are on Eastern Standard Time. A lot of people don't know that. And um, we tried to have a really strict lockdown, but like people are difficult. Um, our governor was like really good about trying to keep everybody safe. Um, but people like stormed the Capitol and did all this nonsense um, and apparently literally tried to kidnap her. So that was fantastic. Um, wow. Yeah, uh, there was an attempt on kidnapping her. They failed, but um but is now we are just governor, starting to open up. Is your governor conservative or is he um, or are they a Republican? She's a liberal, she's a Democrat, and uh, she was also specifically referred to by uh, the former president as that woman in Michigan. Um, and so now there are like shirts all over the place. Uh, but he doesn't like her. Well, he didn't like her. Um, and he he would always talk trash about our governor specifically, which is mm -hmm. funny. Um, but, you know, my city is opening up. We are not doing a lot of restaurants are not doing dine in still um, because, yeah, it's just I mean, we have a lot of smaller restaurant spaces, so it's mm -hmm. a little too closed mm -hmm. up. But we're still doing like carry out services. We are starting to allow larger parties, preferably outside, which is why my catering gig has picked back up um, and things like that. And everybody's getting vaccinated. I think everyone 16 and older at this point is capable of getting vaccinated. Mm -hmm. um, and most insurances fully cover vaccination at this point. So... I am half vaccinated. I get my second shot on May 18th, the day after my birthday. Yes. And that's actually the first day for us in the UK where um, our second round of lockdown is and it's going to be happening because the plan is um, right now we're like we have restaurants open, but you can only dine outside only and by the time on that day you're actually allowed to go inside the pubs and all the restaurants indoors and then by june 21st fingers crossed um lockdown will end for us in the uk so we're actually in a very good position right now so fingers crossed you guys will be i uh, get there as soon as possible you know yes hopefully i feel like you guys are way better than we are at like actually working together though so <laughs> uh... yeah but it wasn't it wasn't like that it wasn't like that a couple of months back because like we were in a shit storm during christmas because like we went through a second um a second wave of was a uh, um cases as well as deaths and it just oh, got no. to the point where was it? it got to the point where everyone was just arguing with each other and we we're just like you know what put us back in lockdown because this is becoming another fucking shit show that we don't we don't we didn't need so they put us back in lockdown and we stayed for um, another four months so i'm actually back at work since yesterday and it's been for me it's been uh, around five months since i last worked you know oh wow Mm -hmm. Oh mm -hmm. wow! I want to yeah. I want to ask you how was your lockdown compared to the first time? Uh, you know, I felt like really confident in myself 
but I was like, okay, if this is what we got to do, this is what we got to do, you know, like whatever. And I was like, I could do this. And then I found myself just like buzzing around the house, like with way too much energy for no reason, because mm-hmm. I was in such a routine of I had my whole life organized and like I had, I was busy every day and had a very like, not, I wouldn't say strict, but like a pretty well-formed schedule and so Mm -hmm. it was just weird suddenly having nothing to do um but i got real into it real quick though because as a taurus i enjoy my downtime just as much as my uptime so Mm -hmm. it was pretty nice and uh you know i kind of want it again i kind of want a more strict lockdown one more time just so i can (laughs) avoid everyone I was gonna I was gonna say like I actually mentioned this I think in the beginning when I started tea time where like if this is like the new era of like our our world now where we have to deal with coronavirus from now on, don't you think it would be a good idea if the world went through at least like a lockdown once a month every year or something like that? I mean, yeah, just give us like a like a week off. It'd be great. I mean, wouldn't it? It'd be amazing. People get to spend time with their families. I get to have an excuse for why I'm not interacting with people. Like, (laughs) it sounds fantastic. And how was was it? How was your mental health back then? Like, it it sounds like you were striving, but how was your mental health? Did it? Did you struggle a bit, or were you mostly thriving? Um, I did struggle a little bit, but that's how I ended up here. So mm-hmm. um, I knew myself well enough to immediately start looking for apps where I could just like talk to people. Mm-hmm. Um, and for a while, I was on a different app called Spoon and I would just like listen to people talk. I didn't really participate. You can't like you can call in, but only one person can call in at a time. You can go live by yourself, but like it's also 13 plus. So there's way too many children. Um, But there's a live chat room um, with just text. And then like the person Mm -hmm. hosting it has to like keep up with the text basically or try to. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. I would just listen most of the time. But eventually I came to Spoon and now I talk to all you fabulous people out here. And uh, I also did have a therapist and we did phone call uh, visits or whatever. Um, And then like, I guess probably towards the end of the year, I was like, you know, I don't really want this therapist anymore. Like I'm good. I'm fine. Um, Mm -hmm. I do think that um, like taking care of your mental health is important. And I do want a new therapist. I feel like I wasn't going anywhere anymore with my old therapist. And that's, more so the reason why I decided that I didn't want to uh, see her anymore. Um, it was just mm-hmm. kind of like we stagnated, essentially. And yeah, I'm in a good place. Uh, I felt like it was a good chance to get back to myself. Yes. Well, you so. are fabulous indeed, so I have to put it out there. Oh, hey, thanks. <laughs> yes. It takes one to know uh, one, so of course you are too. <laughs> Yes. I mean, I like to consider myself as a um a gay ass, fabulous, um, spicy pepper, you know? <laughs> Pimento. Yes. 
before we start, before we get into the ditties and your first subject of the night, um, just to put it out there, guys, like I plug it in always on every episode of Tea Time, I am accepting donations and all proceedings will be going to an absolute fabulous charity, which is Stonewall Charity. They uh, provide uh, a better life for the LGBT plus community. And as well, they are dealing with um, Black Trans Lives Matter. So any donations whatsoever, 99p, 99 cents, wherever you are in the world, any donations, they'll be absolutely fabulous. Otherwise, if you don't want to donate in my way, that's absolutely fine. Sharing is caring. Share the show, guys. If you're enjoying the episodes, give us a, a, a lot of love. And is there any is there any donations your way going to anywhere, babes? Uh, not currently, because a girl is trying to start her own business. So I guess you could say that you are donating to my chocolate business. Yes, chocolates. I make gourmet chocolates yeah so, mm-hmm. i love that have you checked my business because i do postal cookies and brownies and oh i do, my God. I now we do should international shipping now so yes you guys you better check that out oh my gosh that sounds delicious <gasps> please tell me okay i know this is random but please tell me you make spotted dick can you like send me spotted dick Oh, you want a recipe of Spotted Day? I can send you a recipe. That would be amazing. Yes. I was in London I mean, for a week people and don't I realize, hunted it people down. People don't realize Spotted Dick is actually just a sponge cake with basically um, like uh, dry fruit inside, really. Yeah, I don't want the dried fruit part. I just want that sponge cake recipe and the creme anglaise <laughs> because it's not quite just a creme anglaise. It's like there's something special to it, I feel like. Don't worry, girl. I got you. I got you. Don't worry. Yes, but yeah, thank uh, you. Be- before we get into the first um, subject of the night, uh, well, let's play some ditties. So the first one is Ukulele. Hello, and core. Oh, hey. man. I'm excited for this show. It's going to be great. I was with Paolo yesterday. Yay! Oh. So Ukulele um, was very raw and honest with her life story yesterday. And it was I, I believe it was one of those mo- um, powerful tea times I've ever um, ever gotten to win it. So if anyone hasn't checked um, Ukulele's um, tea time, um, it's really powerful stuff, guys. She has experienced um, child trafficking. She has um, like dealt with rape. She has dealt with a lot of traumatic experiences in her childhood so i really do recommend you guys go and watch the episodes um it will be on streaming sites in a couple of hours so yeah check it out guys thank you for coming yes. little ukulele okay next hey, one boo. is Mikhail. live your life like it's golden court live it like it's golden we love the two-year no hospitalization and yes mika you'll have many more years of that um, for those of you who don't know, I have the same disease as, as, uh, does, but yeah. I'm not fortunate enough to not be hospitalized. <sighs> but yes, good for you, Cor. Good for you. Yes, Mika, I keep mm. texting you. Are you okay, hon? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <sighs> you know what I love about stereo? Even though we don't we most majority of us has ne- have never met each other it's such a good community for us to be in contact on social medias and just hearing each other up and just asking are you okay guys 
Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, next one is Quiet Loud. Mmm, that court tea was delicious. <laughs> hey, Breezy. Oh, oh, my God. Breezy's so sexual. I love it. Listen, next one is my gal, Joey Angels. Hello, Paolo. Bon dia. Or is it bon noche for you? And hi, Cor. Hey, Joey. So it's bon noite. Yeah, so I'm Portuguese, so it's bon noite. If it's um, um, morning, we say... um, um botad so yeah something like that <laughs> so i realize i subscribe to both of you so this is actually uh-huh. a show where i'm subscribed to both of the people in the show and so i feel so good about that yeah Young. oh my god i love it next one is my guy miss um, too much uh, posse oh snap here i am my two favorite people, Mr. Cor R. and Mr. Paulo. Let's fucking get it. Get it. I just got home and uh, from lunch, and now I just tuned in at the right time. So fuck everyone else. I'm here. <laughs> Mr. R. He's my boo. Uh, well, not really, but like I'm trying to make him my boo. <laughs> <laughs> I always say he has such a smooth, slick, sexy voice, don't you think? Yes. Oh, it's so sexy. I love it. He's handsome, too. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. And he's a skater boy. Yes. <laughs> Which is why I'm like, I better see you later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, guys, ladies, gentlemen, non-binary peeps and core. Are you ready for your tea time experience? See. Si. Okay, let's do it. So, based on who you are as you are, your first subject of the night on tea time is a person of influence and admiration. Tonight, your choices are... My mom and my grandmother. My dad's mom. Uh, and I, I can't separate them. I know I was only supposed to choose one person, oh, no, but that's fine. they you can both raised me. Yes. So, okay, so let's get yeah. into the first one. Why your mother? My mom is just amazing. Um, I like. I don't know if this is like a girl thing or what, but you know, I mean, we clashed all the time when I was younger. Um, like I always had love for her. Always, always, always. And also, mm-hmm. <laughs> we butt heads. My goodness. Like, I mean, I'm a Taurus on the Gemini cusp, and she's a full blown Gemini. And it was just a whole mess. And also, <laughs> our cycles synced up, which I think is just like the curse that every woman who has a daughter has to bear. Um, but we grew together as, mm-hmm. like, as a mother and daughter, like, combo which to be fair i mean she had me when she was 19 she turned 28 days after i was born and so we kind of also literally grew together in a way but Mm -hmm. now we have like this super open awesome relationship she's always got my back like anytime i text her and i'm like mom i'm totally gonna murder this person 
I hate them so much. And she's like, don't do it. Cause then I have to go to prison too. And I'm like, yeah, okay. I won't do it. <laughs> and she's just amazing. And she, like I said, like, I mean, she also gave me a lot of the things that I didn't want, but didn't realize that I needed, which I think is like important for parents to do. Um, like, discipline i wanted to do whatever i wanted whenever i wanted and of course i still want that but i don't think i would have gotten very far if she hadn't taught me discipline even though i mm -hmm. was always in her face for it because you know i was a child um and my dad wasn't very good at that part my dad's great and i mm -hmm. love my dad but my dad was not good at discipline my dad would come in oh did you do your homework uh yeah Okay, good. And then he'd just go off and do something. He'd never check. So, uh, or he'd come in, uh, go to bed. I'd say, okay. And then he'd go to bed and I'd stay up all night. So, <laughs> like, yeah. So, was it? Okay, so you you say you butt heads, and I know it's um, due to your personalities, due to the star signs and everything like that. Um, like, what? Okay, so I'm guessing the discipline part comes due to the fact that she just wanted for you to grow up knowing that um, you need a strictness in life to get by in life, really. Would you, would you say yeah, so? Yeah, definitely. Like, one, she, she knew that, like, my, well, my dad's side of the family kind of babies me and, like, doesn't really make me do anything, which is fine. Mm -hmm. But, like, I... <laughs> I don't want to say that I wouldn't know how to do my own laundry if it wasn't for my mom, because that's not the case. I mean, I did do laundry in all the households eventually, but like I've never really had to like I never had to clean my room uh, except for at my dad's house. And even then he hired maids, which I hated. But that's a whole other story. Um, I never had to do my own laundry except for at my mom's house. Um, and I didn't have chores unless it was at my mom's house. Like my dad didn't make me do anything outside of my own room. Um, so I basically wouldn't really like know how to take care of all of these sorts of responsibilities as an adult and like manage mm -hmm. my time in such a manner. And like, I wouldn't feel the need even um, and would have probably came out like, a big old brat <laughs> I mean I still kind mm -hmm. of am I can't lie but like I wouldn't have been able to like juggle all of these things as well and um I think she also wanted to make sure that I was very aware of like what I really am and am not capable of like because of my condition my mom never mm -hmm. wanted me to feel like there was anything that I could not do that I absolutely could not do just because of my condition um, so, mm -hmm. like, I got to travel when, like, other people in my family didn't think I should and things like that. Like, I went to New Mexico in the third grade and everyone was against her for letting me go. And I got sick when I got there. Um, and mm -hmm. everyone tried to be like, oh, I told you so, blah, blah, blah. But then when they talked to me, I was happy that I went. I didn't care about the fact that I got sick. The hospital was really cool there, honestly and truly. Like, there's a playground on the roof. I've never oh, heard wow. of such a thing. 
right? So I was like, this was the coolest experience, blah, blah, blah. I got an extra <laughs> night in the museum. Like, I got extra benefits that other kids didn't get because I had to stay there for a week instead of three days. Like, you know, so uh, mm -hmm. she just made it so that I didn't feel like I needed to, I guess, hesitate about anything really like of course take things into consideration um and then also she helped me learn like how to ask for help when i actually need it like mm -hmm. when i really mm -hmm. do need it so um yeah it sounds like it sounds like even though she she was the strict parent she was the one giving you mostly a majority of the time discipline it also sounds mm -hmm. like the type of mother where she learned from her past experiences but wanted to give you that chance of life to experience it for yourself as well and she mm -hmm. didn't seem like she wanted to minimize that experience for you growing up would, uh, would you say exactly so? yeah she also pushes me like i want kids super bad and um, she's always like, you know, it's okay to wait. She's like, you know, I wouldn't trade you for the world or anything, but there are things that like you have to kind of sacrifice and I'm not trying to make you feel guilty or anything. What I'm trying to do is make sure that you get more opportunities than even I had, et cetera, et cetera. So like, she's always like, uh, you know, like if you get a chance to go travel here or there, because, you know, right, right now, you know, you're young and you're independent. You don't have any like you know, dependents like kids or, or, or even a, a partner that you have to come running back to really quickly, um, you know, take an opportunity, you know, go travel, go do this, go do that. And so I've always been thankful that like, I've managed to have these opportunities when I can. Um, and like, she's usually pretty supportive about it, not necessarily financially, but at least emo emotionally. Um, mm -hmm. So... <laughs> Would you say was it? Would you say your mom is like uh, that type of person where um, she encourages you to learn um, from experiences and like learn from like go for uh, go for an experience and if it doesn't work out, I, well, at least you learned your lesson, right? Um, she has said that she's very proud of me for doing those things. She does worry a lot, a lot more than she likes Ooh. to let on. In fact. Um, mm -hmm. I'm slowly starting to realize that more and more. Um, she definitely does try to help me learn things before I have to learn the hard way, though. Like she, mm -hmm. she's tried so many times when I was younger. I did not listen, but she tried so many times to like warn me ahead of time about certain things that could or could not happen. Um, and I was definitely very stubborn. Um. But I, you know, I've told her ever since, uh, like, oh, you were right about this. You were right about that. I probably should have listened to you about this. Um, and I do, like, check in with her every once in a while when I'm not super confident about something. Um, just to get, like, her, like, kind of, like, her background on it. Because, like, you know, mm -hmm. obviously she has lived longer than I have. And she may have had that experience already. Um, so I at least know what to look out for. Um, mm -hmm. and maybe mm -hmm. potentially have ways to prepare to avoid certain certain situations. Um, so she's not like super into like me like learning the hard way necessarily, but she definitely wants me to be able to have experiences. And like, for example, I went to Colorado for grad school and it did not work out, but uh, she made sure to be like, you know, I'm really proud of you 
for going out there and doing that. Because, like, no, literally no one, not even her this time, no one in my family wanted me to do that. And I was like, mm-hmm. screw you guys. I'm doing what I want. Like, this, I'm not applying <laughs> to grad school again. Like, I hated that whole process. I got in. This is the only school I got into. So this is where I'm going. Like, and that was not my most shining moment. But, you know, I did that. <laughs> and I made it out she okay. Does she support the chocolate business that you want to eventually on? Uh, yeah. So she actually bought me uh, over a thousand dollars worth of equipment to help me yeah, get started. I love she bought that. it for me for Christmas. She got me two one pound each uh, chocolate tempering machines so I can start in small batches um, making chocolates so I can do like one with milk chocolate and the other with dark chocolate or one with dark and one with white or whatever like two different kinds of chocolate at a time um she said she couldn't she couldn't spring for a third one uh because each of them is like 500 something dollars so which is fine because i wasn't expecting that she got it for me for christmas and um yeah like i actually finally i got a few clients right before the rona and um it was a hit and i i got to also send her chocolates because she does not live in the same state as me anymore she moved to Mm -hmm. maryland and uh i sent her chocolates which she loves chocolate um Mm -hmm. and i used to always buy her chocolates for like every holiday and now i can just make them for her and it was my first time shipping and so but they made them there perfect i have pictures it's fantastic and i was super proud and she really loved them I love so, it. What's the what's the name of the business? Uh, it's called Moonlit Chocolates. I love it. Look at you, yes. Moonlit mm-hmm. Chocolates, fabulous. Okay, moving on. Why your why also your grandmother, who happens to be the mom the mom of your father? Uh, so <laughs> she wanted a daughter so badly. Mm-hmm. But she had my dad, and then mm-hmm. she had my uncle. And mm-hmm. I don't know necessarily why, but they just didn't have any more kids. Um, I don't know if they like decided they didn't want any, or it just didn't happen, or what. But they didn't have any more kids, so she never really got the daughter that she wanted uh, initially. And she would always tell me, you know, I always wanted a daughter, but, uh, and God gave me your father and your uncle. And then through your father, God gave me you. And Mm -hmm. so she treated me like I was her daughter. And because my parents were both very young, uh, because like I said, my mom turned 20 eight days after I was born. My dad turned 20 months after that. Uh, mm-hmm. So my mom was like a few, uh, just a few months older than my dad. Um, and they were both in college. So I spent a lot of time with my grandmother and she was everything. Mm-hmm. Just absolutely mm-hmm. everything. She, I could, 
I could want for nothing around her. Like anything I wanted, I got it basically. Um, she spoiled the crap out of me and my dad would listen to whatever his parents said. Mm -hmm. So my mom was like, this is my daughter. Like nobody's going to tell me how to raise my daughter. And my dad would generally like he would try to be like the one to lay down the law. But if my, his parents disagreed, he would just switch. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I use that to my advantage. Because uh, <laughs> um, I would just ask my grandmother first. Oh, grandma, daddy said I can't have this, but I don't understand. She would, Why can't she? <laughs> yes. Um, and but she also taught me a lot. She taught me a lot. Um she taught me a lot about love really um mm -hmm. my grandparents on my dad's side are the shining image of what a successful relationship is to me uh at least you know like generally speaking um my grandmother had her job uh she mm -hmm. worked with computers so she was kind of a little ahead of her time mm -hmm. um but yeah, she worked for a, a programming company and she uh, worked a, a, like a traditional nine to five. And my grandfather worked, uh, he was an independent business owner. So he owned a car repair shop with his best friend and mm -hmm. literally cutest love story ever. His best friend and him moved up to Michigan from the South. Uh, they're from Alabama. Mm -hmm. And my grand my grandmother, her family had originally lived in Mississippi, but moved up to Michigan before my grandfather and his best friend did. So right after my grandfather graduated high school, he was like, we're going to move up north. We're going to move to the city um, and we're going to, you know, make make our way. Uh, mm -hmm. Well, they moved to Chicago. They did not like it. My grandfather was like, I hate the city. I don't want to be here. Uh, this is too much. Uh, I'm going back to Alabama. And I guess he had some friends that were like, oh, well, why don't you go to Michigan? Why don't you try this place? Blah, blah, blah. It is a city. Uh, so you still have like customers, but it's not a big city. And he's like, all right, well, I'm going to try it. I'll try it. But, uh, but, you know, I don't like these cities. So he comes <laughs> up here. And he's like, oh, this is a small city. I like this. This is nice. So he starts to set up shop here. And I don't know why exactly, but he kept going up to Grand Rapids, which is a, a generally a bigger industrial city in this state. And mm -hmm. that's where my grandparent or that's where my grandmother and her family had moved to ages ago. Mm -hmm. So that's how they met. He met my grandmother and his best friend met her sister and they both fell in love and they oh. married them. And so him and his best friend married these sisters and they stayed together happily ever after. Uh, and so like my, my uncle and my aunt are still together. My grandmother passed away in 2012 and mm. my grandfather still seems to be single. Mm. Um, he misses her. I can tell he misses her still, of course. But um, but yeah, you know, and uh, 
they always, you know, took care of each other, had each other's bags, very traditional um, mm. in a lot of ways, not like a hundred percent. Cause obviously like she was still working um, and all that, but he would come home, he'd like check her car and then go get gas for her without even telling her and things like that. <laughs> Just mm-hmm. super cute stuff. And they'd always like host the big holiday events and things like that at their house. Uh, everything was always super nice. The decorations everywhere. Easter was a big deal. Every every holiday was a big deal. I don't know if it was just for me. Um, from what I understand, it wasn't. It was also for my dad and my uncle. But I don't know if it was just because the kids or what. But it was always a big deal. It was always like a nice, warm, happy family environment, and I just always loved it. Yeah. So, so mm-hmm. you say was there? You say um, if you don't mind me touching upon this, um, you say your your grandma passed away in twenty twelve. Did you say that? Yes. Yeah. So if you don't mind me asking, did she pass away for natural causes or was there a specific reason? Cancer. Uh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Which type yeah. of cancer was there? She was. Uh, it was. Um... It started off as breast cancer and then it, it became really bad lung cancer, which uh, it shouldn't really shock me because uh, she said that she used to smoke. Um, mm-hmm. She said that as soon as she found out that my mom was pregnant, she quit smoking cold turkey mm-hmm. um, because she didn't want to affect me, which is sweet because mm-hmm. um, I never saw her smoke ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, um she told that to me and I just I don't know I I always thought that she'd be around when I had kids Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but she Um, passed at 65 uh, it was still a young uh, young age I know yeah if you don't mind me asking do you remember the last words she said to you before she passed away no Uh, the last thing that I remember her saying wasn't really to me. Um, unfortunately, the last mm-hmm. time I saw her, she wasn't doing very well. Um, and she was like, it was pretty clear that she was probably not going to make it, even though I didn't really want to admit it at the time. But she yeah, was calling it? out for her mom. Mm-hmm. Oh. Just over and over again. And her mom's oh. been gone since I was at least 12, if not younger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you think when when she when she like was calling for her mother, do you think it was her just like experiencing like I don't like I'm gonna put it out there and this is gonna be probably a, a deep question, but do you think she was experiencing the lights coming like upon her? So I don't know, but this is like a this is not an un excuse me i don't know i just oh the coffee is making me burp um <laughs> this isn't an uncommon phenomenon it's actually pretty normal uh it's a pretty normal occurrence for people when they are close to death to mm-hmm. call out usually for their mother but uh for a caregiver of some sort uh from their childhood so mm-hmm. Um, but 
it seems that usually that person has also already passed. Mm-hmm. So, and all, if you don't say, if you don't remember what she last told, uh, like last said to you, do you remember the last moment, great moments you had with her? Yeah, I'm gonna remember a lot. <laughs> I remember uh, one of my most favorite memories is is just eating crab legs together. Um, that was like one of my favorite things to do with her. That's something that I hope to pass on to my kids. Um, mm-hmm. I used to lay on her back when I was little. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I remember um, trying to lay on her back when I got bigger. <laughs> that didn't work out. <laughs> um, but I just, I feel like I wish that I had had more time because, mm-hmm. which of course I think everyone does, but I was, you know, I was only 20, 23. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was only 23 when she passed. So I was just starting to get out of my like, well, kind of out of my stupid phase, basically. Every kid yeah. goes through, in my opinion, this phase where like they want to be left alone. They're always like hiding in their room, like doing whatever the hell they're doing and mm-hmm. like annoyed with with everyone and just uh and then, and then that's I, the thing. you said it correctly because i always say to people when you turn a certain age exactly in my eyes 23 that's when you see life more clearly because back like before tw- the age of 23 that's when you're currently still going through the naive phase that's what i call it and then mm-hmm. when you pass 23 that's when you learn life a little bit more better would you agree? Yeah, definitely. Like that's when you really I feel like once you turn 23 that's when you really start retaining life's lessons uh mm-hmm. like life's adult lessons I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um cuz I don't want to say that kids don't retain any lessons. That's clearly not true. But you you just it's kind of like you just start feeling like you're oh, I'm an adult now and I can just do whatever like but you don't know what you're doing so you do a bunch of stupid things and then once you hit 23 is kind of when you're like you've made way too many mistakes and you're like okay maybe I should like actually try to get my shit together now (laughs) (laughs) like this is this shit's not gonna be cute pretty soon like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and unfortunately she passed right after I turned 23 Mm -hmm. right after I want to ask you one more question before we move on. If was it if she was still around, like what words of wisdom would she share with you today? Uh, you know, I sometimes I wonder if she would actually be the one person that wondered when I was gonna have kids. Um, and then I think that she would probably have a lot of words of wisdom about kids with me but i don't know what they would be necessarily because i for me like obviously i don't know uh, like much about your life until today but not like hearing this kind of story i feel like your grandma would like look upon you and she'll be super proud of the woman you've become today i feel like she would tell you like 
keep on living um your life and just shine on um my darling because at the end of the day she knows even though she's not around she wants you to continue being happy and she knows when the time is right those kids are going to grow up to be absolutely beautiful and she's she knows she realizes that the life uh, life lessons that she has taught you you, she knows for a fact that you're going to pass it on to the next generation and that generation is going to be much appreciated about it yeah you know i appreciate that so much because like everything that i think about in terms of like how to show my like of course i think about things that my mom did as well but like just the pure unfiltered like with like without the responsibility of actually like being a mom and like taking care of uh like the responsibility part of like raising a kid just mm -hmm. showering them with love mm -hmm. and only love i think mm -hmm. of her yes i love it is there anything further you want to discuss with this topic before we move on um just that i think it's i think it's important to talk to your kids and for kids to talk to your family and for people to just be open and capable of having these conversations um like all of them all of the conversations conversations about sex conversations about uh you know finances growing up just like all these sorts of things. My grandmother taught me how to balance a checkbook uh, just just for fun, basically. She would just give me money and then make me write a check uh, in a mm -hmm. fake checkbook that she made for me. Um, my mom always tried to make sure that I was well-informed about things so that I could make educated decisions. And I just think that sheltering your kids is not the way to go. Mm -hmm. Like... I understand wanting your children to be safe, but in order for them to be safe, you have to expose them in a safe environment to the unsafe things that they are going to experience no matter what you do. You can't stay naive to that forever. No. And those are the things that I value from both my mom and my grandmother. They both taught me that in very different ways. And both ways I think are important to combine for my mm -hmm. future. And I'm going to put it out there, and I'm, I think you're going to agree with me, uh, agree uh, with what I'm about to say. But for anyone who um, still has a grandmother, a grandfather um, still around, uh, around with them, cherish those moments. Cherish every yes. single moment you have with them before they leave, uh, leave you, because you never know. You never know if tomorrow might be the day that they leave you. So cherish those uh, moments because you're only going to get that once, you know? Exactly. I tell people that all the time. I've had guys uh, like cancel a date or, or like not cancel, but like reschedule a date with me last minute because, oh, my grandmother wants me to blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, go, 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 go right now. Don't talk to me. Why are you even texting me? <laughs> like, I, I don't that. care. You can cancel on me anytime if it's for your family. Because, yeah, mm -hmm. I, I mean, that that's a lesson I definitely had to learn the hard way.
I love that. Put um put family first before others. That's what I say. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Okay, moving on. Uh, we have some ditties. So the first one is from my gal, Pinky Converse, Sarah. Hi. Um, I'm Pinky, or Paolo Hello. might call me Siri. I'm sure he'll explain that to you somewhere along the line. But I've never actually heard any of your shows, and I'm listening in, and you sound really interesting. So I thought I'd have a look at your bio. And I noticed that one of the things that you've got in your bio is the nerd herd. Can I ask if you're a fan of Chuck? Because you've got that in there, just as a random question. Um, I don't know who Chuck is, um, but the nerd herd is a thing that the Gay Optimist started. And I, uh, I just, I'm, I'm co-hosting. that uh like that series like it's a series called the nerd herd and uh he's been actually doing different things called the nerd herd since he was in high school um and then he brought that to stereo so yeah Mm-hmm. I feel like was it? I feel like you need to get to know um Siri slash Sarah more off um, more better because I feel like you guys will actually get along really well you know Definitely, that would be great. Yes. Okay, the next one is from all them ins ins. Sorry if I can't pronounce it wrong. Isms. Sorry about that, my love. That's okay. Hello, core. Hello, isms. Cole. Just swiping through, seeing who's on, sending love. Um, I heard the story about your grandparents. That sounds amazing, and I hope that one day they're reunited. Um, and I hope that like the fond memories that you have with your grandmother is something that will forever be with you and that it will hopefully be something that you can eventually share with your children as well, um, if you choose to have them. But yeah, I uh, just wanted to say hello, send some vibes, send some abundance and wishing you the best. Thank you. Uh, thank you, my love. Yes. Welcome to tea time. Yes, I love it. Okay, another one from uh, Siri. I know what you're talking about there, Cor. Um, when I was pregnant with my little boy, um, my mom was my biggest advocate. She was so excited. It would have been her first grandchild. Um, at 36 weeks, my mom died very suddenly from an epileptic seizure. And Aww. I know that my mum would have been the biggest advocate for my little boy. And especially now that my little boy has epilepsy, I, I wish she was here so that she could help him and me through this. Man, I, I'm i so sorry to hear that. I totally get that. You know, it's interesting that you say that, actually, because my mom's grandmother... Uh, passed away right before uh, my mom announced that she was pregnant. Mm-hmm. And, but my mom was pregnant and she hadn't told anyone yet. Um, and she said that when she went to see her grandmother in hospice, her grandmother just kept saying, y'all need to get that baby now. Get that baby. And kept like pointing to the edge of the bed where my mom was mm-hmm. and like pointing at her at, like as if she knew 
that she was pregnant. Like she knew that I was there. Mm. Do you think was it? Would you say your that um, grandmother had like spiritual, like a spiritual connection to the people around her, knowing that you were like you were basically existing? It's possible, honestly. I, you know, I because my mom told me that, and she said she said she felt like, um. Like my, her grandma was like super excited to meet me, but didn't make it to meet me. Um, mm -hmm. But it was almost as if we did meet because she knew I was there before, before she knew I was there. Mm -hmm. um, I so, I yeah. love that though. I love how was it. I love how someone can actually not really predict, but they can sense a presence of a newborn just happening, you know? Yeah. I love it. Um, we have one more from Sarah. My grandma is very, very important to me. My grandmother is the one that looks after my son when I go to work. She's the one that drops him off at nursery when I have to go to work. She's always here whenever she he needs my nan. And he is so attached to my grandmother he is just a proper nanny's boy and it really warms me and um another thing is that when I put my little boy to sleep and it's never in my house it's only in my grandmother's house where my mum lived and he goes to sleep in the room that my mum slept in and every time he goes to sleep he always giggles he will giggle and laugh and look around the room like he's looking at something. And I know that's my mum. Oh, mm -hmm. yes. I love that. Oh, my goodness. I love that, too. Yes. Thank you for sharing that, Siri slash Sarah slash Pinky Converse. <laughs> <laughs> she has so many titles. I, I fucking love it. Okay. I love Converse, for the record. They're like my favorite yeah. brand of shoe ever. <laughs> uh, I actually love Converse's. I'm trying to get um, these ones, which were limited edition, but I was trying to wait for the sale to happen, but um, it sold out quickly. So they're like um, exclusive Italian Converse's where it has like, sh uh, like, kind of like, um, shy, like, what was it? You know, those silicone, um, um sharp edges on the sides of the shoes not the side of the shoes it's like the back of the sides and mm -hmm. it has like a bit of a platform i think i know what you mean and it has like different um, pastel colors like such as like orange um like pink um like violet color um like ashy blue those ones i really want to get them but like they're trying to and uh, they're just, it's kind of hard to find you know it is. I mm -hmm. There's this girl, right? And she was at the catering event that I did last weekend. And she mm -hmm. had these high top uh, platform, I guess, Converse. Mm -hmm. But they were like sneakers. But Converse. And I was just like, I want those. 
where mm-hmm. did you and like i i ignored them for a second because i was like those aren't real converse girl like those <laughs> like where where'd you get those at Da-da-da-da-da, right no then i realized like i saw like the official seal and everything on them i was like oh my god where'd you get those i need those uh, i need those still the bitch babe still the bitch <laughs> i swear i was about to like you know i was at work but i was about to like push her over and steal her shoes <laughs> i was like what size I mean, do you wear oh my god we wear the same size oh my god <laughs> I mean, I I would do it. I'll be like, I'll be like, um, if you watch Ugly Betty, I'll be like Alexa pushing uh, freaking Christina McKenna off the stairs and just yes. like still like you know. <laughs> Absolutely. I love it. Okay, so moving on. So, ladies, gentlemen, non-binary peeps, and core, are you ready for your next subject of tea time? Yes. Yes. Okay. Based on who you are, as you are, your next subject is a location slash destination of fond memories. Tonight, your chosen choice is... My chosen choice is my grandmother's house. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) So why your grandma's house? uh, That's like my family home. That is the most consistent home I've had ever. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad lived in, and like from what I remember anyway, uh, he lived in an apartment first, then he moved to a condo, then he mm-hmm. moved to a house, uh, and then after I graduated high school, like shortly after, uh, but before I finished my associates, he moved again. And I don't know if he moved into a condo or what. Um, but like, because I never even went to that house or whatever mm-hmm. it was um, that I'm aware of. Uh, there was a place that he lived after my grandmother passed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if he was living there that whole time or not. So confusing. Um, and then my mom, <laughs> she lived in uh, student housing while she was in college. And then, as far as I'm aware, moved into the house that I grew up in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she, now she she moved to Maryland. So, um, But my grandparents, they were in their house from before I was born until now. Like, there's, like my, de- my grandfather is still in that house. So, like, I'm adamant that, like, I want that house. That house should be mine. Like, I want to raise my family in that freaking house. Um, at least, like, to start off with, if mm-hmm. not forever. Like, that is, in my mind, that's my family home. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, we're having a technical problem. One second, guys. Are you there? Sorry about that. Somebody freaking mm. called me. I don't know why anyone <laughs> would call me now. <sighs> but anyway, as I was saying, mm-hmm. um, I remember like growing up playing on the deck, uh, and which is like damn near wrecked now at this point. I'm so old. Um, mm. I remember like <laughs> I I'm I know that this is not true because 
it's just based on perspective. And because I was tiny, it seemed like there was this giant forest of huge, tall flowers, tree things that I used to run through. Now, I'm pretty sure if it was still there, which it's not because the family that lived there doesn't live there anymore. So their garden, like, is, uh, like, like it just got let go, basically. Um, but this guy who lived, it, like, it was, like, a weird setup. You could get to his house from, like, going through the back of our house into, like, this weird back area and then it was weird all i remember is that it felt like i was running through a magical forest and then i would end up at his place and then he'd give me cookies he was like one of our neighbors and he was really cool me and my uncle used to go over there all the time and my uncle was 17 when i was born so um but and i just thought it was like the most magical thing ever like uh and like there's berries berry bushes in the back and like I used to like pick the berries straight off the bush and eat them and like mm -hmm. I, I would get told to go pick berries for my grandmother for like something she was making and I would eat them all and get in trouble <laughs> 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 and my my granddad had a bunch of dogs because he used to hunt and I had a puppy and his name was Yogi and my, my grandmother uh she used to let me lay on her back and she'd feed me crab legs and then I'd I'd like crawl around on the floor and she'd feed me gummy worms she'd pretend to go fishing and I was a big fish and I would like get gummy worms <laughs> she taught me my colors through M&Ms and Skittles um just so many things so many fun things i used to like hide behind the furniture all the time and play pretend and just uh i i love that house like it i can't like, it sounds like you've had such a a wonderful upbringing when it comes to this um this specific place mhm mm yeah and I didn't even like I didn't really go play with other kids outside much because there weren't a lot of kids my age since my my parents had me so early. So like pretty much everyone in the neighborhood was around their age. So in their like it was like they were like 20 and like younger <laughs> or they were mm -hmm. as old as my grandparents. Um, so I was I, but I was and I'm an only child. So like. It was like I was by myself, but I was okay with it. Like I had my my dad's cat stayed at my grandparents' house. Like I played with her all the time. She treated me like I was her kitten. And I just felt like I had like such a full life, even just in that house. So like, I, I mean, I of course went other places and I was in school and everything. But even in school, like second grade, not second grade, uh, fourth grade, through eighth grade, mm -hmm. I would ride the bus home from school to my grandparents' house, and I would stay there until my mom got off work, or if it was the weekend, I would just stay there, stay there, and I just, I loved it. Yeah. I learned how to read in that house, like. When you yeah. say, was it, when you say read, uh, like, did you, was it the moment where you fell in love with reading? Yeah, I learned, like, my uncle taught me how to read. He would teach me every night 
uh, and then he'd give me a Reese's cup uh, after our our reading sessions, and uh, and my grandmother would give me like these sharp cheddar cube cheese cubes and uh, Granny Smith slices. together and like those were my like three snacks before I'd go to bed and I always thought it was just so good and I loved books and then I remember like so uh I learned how to read by the time I was three and so then uh for my third Christmas uh I believe it was either my third or fourth I think my um my uncle got me a mirror Mm hmm And he wrote notes backwards so that you had to use the mirror to turn the words around so that they made sense. mm hmm And uh, and this is crazy because, A, he's left-handed. mm So, hmm and then he had to write backwards. <laughs> but, and then I sat there and, like, I sounded everything out. And then I'd get my clue to the next note and he hid my other Christmas present uh, and then had me follow the clues to find it. And I just thought it was the coolest thing ever because I was just so proud of myself for like being able to read and like figuring it out uh, to the point where I literally was the only kid in kindergarten who knew how to read already. And kids used to come to me and ask me to read to them. And I got a, a, a little, like, cute award for it that I still have to this day. I love that. You say was that you say that you want to live in this house in future so you can raise your kids and everything like that. I mean, do you do you believe your dads will pass on the house to you? Like, um, knock on words, like not saying that he's gonna leave the world at any moment, but when it happens Um, do you believe he's going to pass it on to you? So it'll be like generation after generation. Well, so my grandfather still lives in the house. My dad moved to Florida. Uh, Mm so -hmm. Has it been I'm spoken? Was it, has there been discussions about it? there was a there was a a minor argument uh, because my grandfather wanted to do a reverse mortgage on the house. And I don't know if everyone in the audience knows how a reverse mortgage goes, but In my mind, I'm like, oh, hell no, because if the bank gets this house back, then I like the house was paid off. Mind you, the house was already paid off. So basically, he decided to unpay off the house. Mm hmm And I'm like, no, 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 because if I don't get this house, we're going to have problems. Like. Like, you're not going to basically give this house back to the bank. That's Mm-hmm. not cool. And, like, how come... Because, because I'm not someone that has to sign off on that. The only two people that have to sign off on that, besides my grandfather, are my dad and my uncle. And they both fucking signed off on it. Hmm. Are you serious? And I was like, I was like, nobody fucking asked me. And they're like, well, no offense, but we don't really have to. And I'm like, ooh, so y'all want to fight. Cool, got you. Like... <laughs>
Well, but have you have you voiced and expressed your your um have you expressed like vocalizing that you want to be in this house because it it brings you such um like precious memories? Yes, I have. And so, you know, hopefully I mean, I know that I think that my grandfather understands that. And I think that mm -hmm. also my grandfather knows that my my grandma would want that as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, she left me her whole. She left me a lot. Like, she left me her um her whole elephant collection, which means a lot to me. I used to buy her elephants to add to her collection. I collect elephants already without her collection. So mm -hmm. now I have like cases and cases of elephant statues that I can't wait to like slightly redecorate with. Mm -hmm. um, but um, like I expressed after they had already done it that I was like, nah, cause like this is gonna be my house though. Mm -hmm. um, and then I tried, <laughs> I tried to move back in. <laughs> I was like, oh, since you guys are messing around, I'm just going to move back in. My granddad's like, nah, I don't want to live with you kids anymore. <laughs> we're like, we're not kids. We're whole adults. But, um, So my yeah. question is, are you, are you now in that house right now? Or have you tried to live there? Um, no, I'm not currently in that house. Because um, like I said, my grandfather still lives there and he... He is not interested in anybody living with him. Mm. However, uh, it still is in my head that that house will be mine eventually one day, you know, like even if because like he was talking about moving out and, and how he's not sure that he needs the, such a big house for just himself or whatever. And I'm mm -hmm. like, yeah, that's all cool and everything. But like, I want it. Mm -hmm. like you're not just gonna sell sell the house like you're gonna sell it to me mm -hmm. so i mean do, um, you, do you believe that the reason why he doesn't want a house anymore is because maybe he sees the house as a bit of a painful one knowing that he shares such good memories with his other half that it's just every time he's in that house he just thinks of her do you think that's okay? Yeah. I think that that's possible, certainly. Um, not to be rude to him, but I also think that it's partially because it is maybe a bit more expensive to just keep the house and pay the taxes. And he was never the one that was good with money. My grandmother was always the one that was good with managing their finances. And so mm -hmm. he likes to spend and it would just probably mean more spending money for him. But I don't care because I don't think he needs to keep gambling. Mm -hmm. um, but I can understand not wanting to live there anymore. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm fine with that part. I'm just not fine with giving up the family home entirely. And do you believe, do you believe you'll successfully um, um, get that house eventually? Um, I'm going to continue to believe it until it's no longer a possibility or it happens. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because because if that... I give up on it, then it definitely won't be mine. Because, like, from what I'm hearing is 
like you don't want to you don't want to give up all those good memories that you've had and experienced in that house and mm -hmm. it's completely understandable because like for a place that holds so much cherished memories you was it you want to give back and you remember those good times and just um cherish those me same memories towards your future family am i exactly. correct that house is full of love and i mm -hmm. need all that good love karma to spread throughout my future and my family and my family's future mm -hmm. so like why would i take the karmic debt of somebody else's whatever in some other random house when i can continue this lineage of love in this house mm -hmm. and it's a great house it's a and this great is the thing, love from, from hearing it's your, gorgeous from, from hearing your story i would be the one trying to fight for that house because like if i believe there is um a dear place that holds a special place in my heart I would want to fight for it. Uh, like I would fight for it, like knowing that I need it bad to like, just continue knowing the memories and cherish those moments and continuing new moments with that uh, specific place, you know? Exactly. Like, yeah, sure. Okay. Maybe I'd remodel a little bit, but like ultimately same floor plan, new deck. Cause the wood is just kind of old now. Mm -hmm. but like definitely like huge garden just like my grandmother and grandfather had um definitely some puppies and kittens not as many dogs as my granddad had because i can't take care of all of those so you know if my hubby likes to hunt then he can get hunting dogs like i definitely model a lot of my ideal relationship values after their relationship so like mm -hmm. if my future man hunts cool you know if my future man likes uh you know cars and stuff wants to work on cars cool you know like all of that or whatever but like he's gonna have to mow all the lawn which it is a big lawn that's fine mm -hmm. okay if we have sons they can help him i'm gonna do most of the cooking my mm -hmm. grandfather can also cook, but he usually stayed outside with the grill and the smoker. And, um, you know, I just want to, I just want to have that nice, warm family environment that was always there. It's I a perfect that. little, cute little, small family home mm -hmm. that also has room for family gatherings. Mm -hmm. Three bedrooms, two baths, you know, a basement everything like and i'm gonna uh, i'm gonna give you advice if i were you i would continue fighting for our house no matter the situation because if it's a place that holds such good cherished uh memories like from the past and you want to continue it then you damn right go and fight for that bitch you know right it feels smaller now that I'm bigger and also now that it's more empty. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like filling it back up with a family would just make it come back to life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like there's so much life left in that house, man. Mm -hmm. And if I, 
if I can give you advice, I would like have like sit down with your your father, your uncle, and your grandfather, and just be like like lay it to the table and just like plead with them that you are taking um, like the best memories away from um from you basically if you don't um, claim it yourself exactly i am the princess in the queen's dress <laughs> i love it i love it you are the queen diva my love you know uh, that's actually like a um my first ever halloween my family mm -hmm. was very worried i don't know if you've seen where families dress up their kids but it's the first uh halloween where they like have i guess self-awareness that like when they look in a mirror they know it's they don't like they don't know it's them but they know it's them mm -hmm. you know what i mean um it's like normally they know that it's them but because they haven't seen themselves and you just put all this stuff on them they scare themselves mm -hmm. they didn't want that to happen so my grandmother called herself dressing me up as quote unquote a young lady. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I got to wear makeup, which I was thrilled about. But then when I went out trick or treating for the first time, I saw all the other kids in costumes and I got really upset because I realized, I guess, that I was not technically in a real costume mm -hmm. by my standards. And I cried and I cried and I, and they were like, well, what are you, what I said, I wanted to be, which is complete and utter BS because I did not know that this was a thing yet. So I, there was no previous want, but whatever. I wanted to be a princess in a queen's dress. I don't know what that means. But that's what I said. <laughs> and so my my grandmother's sister, my great aunt, she has so many, so many sisters. Um, mm -hmm. But she got me a custom-made dress for the next yeah. Halloween. And I was a princess in a queen's dress. And I love that. now I feel like because it was always me and my grandmother and then my granddad, my dad, and my uncle. Now it's three men and me. And I'm the youngest, I'm the littlest, I'm I'm considered the baby still, even though mm -hmm. I'm about to be 32. And But I am the princess in the queen's dress. Like oh. I, I look like my grandmother, I remind people of my grandmother all the time. Um, and I do try to, you know, I try to make her proud in my life. I love um, that. And I just want to hold court <laughs> at the house and be like, look, <laughs> I'm the princess in the queen's dress. You cannot get rid of this house. Here's, was this. It. here's, a, I here's, a, question. here's a question now that I, that you, um, you put it out there. Is that is this the reason, like, now that you say this, is this the reason why I look at your Instagram and I see a lot of, like, like shall we say, royalty kind of, like, hats, like, floral hats around you, um, all these, like, like, just special, cute stuff that's, like, kind of, like, headwear. 
um, from um, Instagram filters or Snapchat filters. Is that the reason why, like, you call yourself this? Uh, you know, I didn't ever think about it. It's probably a subconscious thing, honestly. Mm -hmm. That makes sense, really. Because like now that you put it like that, it makes sense because you use those filters on your pictures like that. I'm like thinking, of course she's gonna claim herself to be the queen's princess, you know? <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, I always did see my grandmother as the queen and I was the little princess. So, I love and then that. she used to call me Miss Queen. So, okay, Miss Queen. And I'm like, stop calling me that. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking live for that. I live for that. Uh, you know, definitely. And also, just off, off topic, like, going back to the cat situation, like, your cat, your, your family's cat actually treated you like their own child. Yes. She was older than me, so she... <laughs> you say mother instincts. Yeah, well, she used to, so, you know, I would get sick as a kid, and she would come into the room and, like, guard the front door, and, like, I would crawl onto the floor, and I would reach out to her, and she would lick my hand, and, sh and she, would, uh, she would let me pet her, and she didn't want anybody else to touch her, she didn't want anybody to come in the room, uh, she, like, she would just guard me. And like she, she always laid with me. Um, she did scratch me once when I was well, probably more than once. But she, it was like very brief, and it would always be like, uh, you know how kids are. Like when mm -hmm. we don't have our motor skills perfect yet, so I would be too rough with her, mm -hmm. um, and she'd like false bite me, like where she'd like grip just enough to where if I move like I'd hurt myself but like she's not actually hurting me and things like that uh, as if she would like corral me and like just to, like try to teach me stuff and I spent so much time with that cat like there's so many pictures of me with that cat <laughs> I love it I love it um, before we get into the ditties and next topic is there anything further you want to discuss with this topic before we move on not necessarily, you know. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't know about you, but I'm absolutely loving this conversation. This is absolutely fabulous. This is actually giving me so much life. Well, thank you. Yeah, of course I'm having fun. I'm talking to you, Paolo, you know? Yes. And guys, before, was it, before we get into the next ditties and the next uh, messages again i'm putting out there any donations going my way um it's going for a good cause the stonewall charity it's an absolutely fabulous charity that supports the lgbt plus q um community and as well helping with the black trans lives matter situation at the moment so any donations will be really appreciated um, any donations going to Causeway, you're helping her small business, which is a chocolate business, and it's just absolutely delightful. If you're into chocolate, she can send you some chocolate if you support her business, you know what I mean? Support two Definitely. bitches. Support two bitches with donations, uh, guys. And also, like, 
when I put it out there, please follow us as well on Stereo, as well as our social media, because you know we're the motherfucking bomb.com. If you're enjoying this conversation, give us a little follow. The little button with the little plus in our bios. Come on. You know you want to, really. Um, yeah, yes. So, uh, before we get in, uh, yeah, so let's get into the dailies. Um, This is your gal, uh, Oracle. Core. Magic Beds. I love you, <laughs> I love you too. Uh, Magic Beds here. Okay, that was rude. Magic Meds here, just passing through, <laughs> um, showing some love. Shout out to Paulo. Paolo. Perina? I don't want to say it wrong, so Perera. please correct me, please. Um, but yeah, Magic Meds here, just checking in, passing through, showing love to Core, showing love to Paolo, showing love to everybody yes. in here. And yeah, um, got you guys in my ears on the walk home. So much love to you guys. Thank you for the content. Thank you for the show. Yeah, thank you, boo. And you know, that's what? my Taurus sister. And she is was there. She sounds like a London sister, so I'm gonna add her because she sounds absolutely fabulous. And you know she what? Is. I love, you know what I love from that message? How she bitched my name the first time, and then she got it right the second time during that message. I was just like, wow, this is like, <laughs> this is like funny as fuck. <laughs> I love that. She's fantastic. I love her so much. Yes. And just to put it out there, if you didn't listen, um, it is pronounced Paolo Pereira. The I is silent in the surname. So if you don't know how to pronounce it, the pronunciations is on my bio. It's easy to pronounce Paolo Pereira. That's how I like to uh, pronounce it. So, yes. Thank you for coming on Tea Time, my love. Welcome. And the next one is from my guy, Bad Bunny. Hello, Paul. Hello, Core. Everybody follow Core and Paul Creole. And don't forget about Get the Brothers using K-I-A-R-A. I apologize. I'm in a lot of pain right now. Aww. I'm on my way to the hospital, so I hope to speak to you guys later. Take care. Much love. I send it all out to you guys. Thanks. Oh my god, Bad Bunny, are you okay? Oh, bless him. If you you need to talk, you know where we are. Social media is linked up. Uh, Give us a message if you need to talk, my love. We're here for you. Yes. Okay, moving on. Ladies, gentlemen, non-binary peeps, and core, are you ready for your next subject of tea time? Yes. Okay, so based on who you are as you are, your next subject of tea time is... A piece of music of inspiration uh, or an influence. Uh, It could be a song or an album of any kind. Tonight, your chosen choice is... Well, you know how I got to be extra, so tactically I still chose two, but (laughs) my number one choice is Rocket. Um, It's spelled R-O-C-K-I-T, but it's all one word. It's by Herbie Hancock. Uh, It's from the 80s, um, and it's all musical. Uh, so if, if there's any 80s babies out there or any people born before the 80s that know this song, shout outs to you. Most people in my age bracket and younger don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but it's a fantastic <laughs> song and uh, it holds a lot uh, of 
fantastic memories of me dancing with my uncle and my dad and my granddad in the den at my grandparents' house. And I used to just beg and beg and beg for my uncle to turn this song on over and over again, again, play it again. <laughs> like, and I would just be dancing away. I am not saying I can dance, but I, whatever my version of dancing was as a kid, I was just, I was getting it, getting it. Mm -hmm. And then one day, uh, after I moved back in with my uncle, um, after I came home from Colorado, uh, we were doing some spring cleaning and I found the CD again. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, I don't need any of these CDs. You know, everything's digital now. I'm just going to throw all my CDs away. And I'm like, are you out of your mind? You give me that one. And I took it. <laughs> and so actually right after you asked me that question, I listened to it
were mm-hmm. so, so clicky. And so it was like, oh, you like hip hop, so you can't like EDM. Oh, you like this stuff. You like rock and roll, so you can't like. And it's like very niche here, like very mm-hmm. like only quote unquote weird kids or like so, some, not even all clubs, but like some very specific types of club going individuals liked EDM. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I honestly believe that most people liked it and they were just like weirdly closeted about it, mm-hmm. so to speak. But yeah, I think that um, that's probably why. And I think, uh, I think you are on the money there because we are big on to, to the dance music. Europe is known for having such big influences when it comes to EDM, dance, synthwave and all of this. And however... Um, putting it out there, even though America, um, it didn't chart well in America, it did get a lot of uh, recognition. Uh, ugh, tongue twister. It did get recognized a lot by um, places such as the Grammys, MTV, and stuff like that. Because, like I said, mm-hmm. it won five MTV Video Music Awards, and the yeah, the song actually won a Grammy for it. Like it was hugely appreciated when it came out. Yes, it's a, it's a great song, y'all. Y'all need to listen to it. It's on Spotify. I'm sure you can find it on YouTube or whatever. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. Apple Music. I don't know. I don't really like do the whole Apple thing, but check it out. And I love was it? I love the description um, of the music video. So let me read it out to you. The music video directed by the duo Kevin Godley and LOL Creme and featuring robot-like movable sculptures, dancing, spinning, and even walking in time to music in a virtual house in London, England, garnered um, five MTV uh, Video Music Awards in 1984, including Best Concept Video, Best Special Effects, Hancock himself appears and plays keyboard, only as an image on a television receiver, which is a smashed on the pavement outside of, of the front door of the house at the end of the video. The video also won two Billboard Video Music Awards, one, uh, one for most inter, um, innovative, innovative video and another for best art direction. So even the music video like brought so much attention towards people. Like I believe when you watch the music video, it, it does say a lot, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What do you think of the music video yourself? So, uh, I haven't seen the music video in a very long time. Uh, do you remember <laughs> it uh, Barely. So you might have to refresh my memory. I should have probably gone ahead and watched it while I was listening to it earlier. <laughs> but yeah, I haven't seen it since I was a kid. But you was it? You say when you when every time you listen to the song, it it, it holds dear memories because like you were little and you would basically dance around the house and you'd be obsessed with this song. Like, mm-hmm. like is this was it? This is uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. This is uh, mostly um, just an instrumental song. It doesn't have any lyrics, really. Am correct, I correct? Correct. Yes. And why, why, why would this song influence you in such a big way, even though you told me this already? So, honestly, it, like, I don't have an understanding of, of why it, like, this one touched me, like, mm-hmm. the way that it did. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, 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 I don't know what about this song made it stick with me more than, like, other things. For example, like, there are 
there are a few songs that I can think of um, that just like I remember hearing while like growing up and and like hanging out with my family. Um, and like, so this song specifically, uh, like this song specifically makes me think of my uncle. There's um, a song, I can't quite remember the name, I'm sure I'll find it, um, but that specifically makes me think of my dad and uh, the apartment that he originally had when I was a kid. Um, it's a... Uh, It's uh, called Gypsy Woman by mm -hmm. Eleni Ferreira. Mm -hmm. uh, it's the song that goes, la da di la di da la da di la di da oh, I know that song. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, <laughs> I remember just loving hearing that song, and he would play it all the time. And I can, I can, I can see the apartment when I hear that song mm -hmm. and I can see myself dancing in the den when I hear rocket and oh, I can, yeah. I can like see myself uh, dancing on my, <laughs> on my grandmother's feet, you know, like how kids used to stand on the feet of their, of their caretakers and, uh, and then they'd like move, move their feet with them Uh, my mm -hmm. my grandmother would play song like old songs from when she was growing up. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> like she used to play this song that would go ram a lamp, ding dong, ram a lamp, ding ding dong. Oh oh oh, I've got a girl. She's a ram a lamp a lamp a lamp a ding dong. She's so pretty, ram a lamp a lamp a ding dong. And I don't like understand the point of the words or anything but I used mm -hmm. to just love it and I loved hearing that and like dancing with her and like when I hear that song and also hit the road Jack and don't you come back no more no yes she used to play no. that song too and we danced together And just like all of those songs, like I just have memories that come flooding back to me, like both visually and like emotionally um, mm -hmm. when I think of them. And so that's why um, I chose Rocket specifically is because that one was the, I asked for that song the most out of mm -hmm. all of the songs I just mentioned. I was just like, again, 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 again. Like right after it had already just finished playing. Again, again, or like even before it would finish. I, mm -hmm. I cause I knew when it was over and I'd be like, oh, we gotta do it again. We gotta do it again. <laughs> I love it. And would you say, was it, would you say like music is a great deal in your life? Because it sounds like when you listen to a song, it's infectious like it actually you carried it away with you knowing that you're going to remember it later on and then when you suddenly just realize it just hits you just like oh i remember this like what was the song what was the song and you play it and you're like oh my god this brings back memories and everything you know yes uh, you know they say that um the well it's kind of like it's two things but it's kind of three things that like really mm -hmm. solidify a memory um 
in your mind, ultimately mm -hmm. it stems from one thing specifically, and that's strong emotion. Mm -hmm. But three things that I feel like will always uh, bring you back, a, a good smell or like a familiar smell, mm -hmm. a song from a specific time or moment, mm -hmm. and a uh, food. Mm. I love that. I feel like was it? I feel like you're speaking my language, honestly. <laughs> well, what's your sign, Paolo? <laughs> I'm a I'm a, a Capricorn, actually. Well, hey, perfect. Earth signs, Earth gang. You know, I mean, maybe that's yeah. why. <laughs> I think was it? I think was it? I'm a uh, I'm Capricorn. I think my sun rising is Capricorn and. Um, I think my moon is, um, I believe, is a Taurus. Oh, well, see, there you go. Taurus moon. Oh, my gosh. If Magic Mez is here, oh, she knows how, like, fantastic that placement is because she taught us about that the other day. Mm -hmm. But, but I mean, yeah, it I'm, makes sense I'm that I'm getting... speaking your language. I mean, I'm only getting to, uh, I'm only getting into astrology nowadays because I've had a few people over telling me, "Oh, you should get into it more and everything." And I tell them, and they're like, "Oh, you're a very clever intellectual. You're someone who knows and is aware of um, who you are, basically." And it just sounds like me, really. Well, yeah, I mean. I was thinking like, oh, you're a Capricorn. That makes sense because like you came into stereo and immediately hit the ground running, you know, being innovative. Uh, you know, you've already got like a well-known show. Uh, mm -hmm. You're very popular, you know, and that's so Capricorn. Capricorns <laughs> are like super hardworking. They really do often hit the ground running when it comes to like getting things done and being successful like mm -hmm. uh, Capricorns are amazing. I always I I don't know was it I don't know if anyone has ever told you this, but I always say I feel like sometimes Capricorns are usually underrated. Like people don't appreciate us as much. Yeah, they're not because um, people don't take the time to get to know them often enough. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Uh, you're also one of the most rare signs. Oddly enough, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know why that is because you would think that, um, uh, oh crap, is it, is it, was it Pisces or was it a, no, it's Aquarius, I believe, because they have like the shortest, um, span or whatever, because like they, uh, start in January but they end in February, and February is such a short month, so like mm -hmm. Aquarius and Pisces get less time, but. Like, there are just, for some reason, there are a lot less Capricorns born. Mm -hmm. For some and reason. Fun fact, my birthday is actually on Christmas Eve. Ooh, look at you. <laughs> yeah. Don't say, don't, don't, don't say if I get two presents, because it's usually never the case. <laughs> you were the present. I was the present. And you know what else is the present? Something down here. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> yes 
Absolutely. God, That's why God you always have to tell me. people. God bless me, you know. <laughs> if, absolutely. So you got to tell people, like, I am the present. I am the gift. Here you are. There you that's go. That's why I'm. That's why I say I'm the spice of stereo because I'm spicy, honey. I'm all the. Uh, I'm basically all the spices of the cupboard in one. I would definitely argue that you are the spiciest. In fact, <laughs> I love it. Uh, listen, is there anything further into this subject you want to get to before we hit the ditties and next subject? Uh, yes, because there is also the like the i guess song that like does have lyrics and mm -hmm. uh like kind of embodies me now and Go that on. is my power and it's by nija um a lot of people think this is beyonce's song it's not freaking beyonce's song she's on it <laughs> but every song that beyonce is on is not her song damn it <laughs> <laughs> Don't come for me, Beehive. I'm speaking the truth, okay? Um, but, yeah. It's... Uh, so I've been listening to, of course, the um, Black Lives Matter playlist on Spotify a lot. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of amazing songs on there. A lot of very talented artists made songs specifically in response to the police brutality and things that have been going on, which obviously it's been going on for much longer than we've been talking about it, but that's not the okay. point. Um, and this song, like the chorus essentially is over and over. They'll never take my power, my power. My power, they'll never take my power, my power, my power. They feel away. Oh wow. And I'm just like, absolutely. Like I have to tell myself, like that was one of the things that I was like, um, I was devastated, honestly, when grad school did not work out. Um, because I was like, I thought I had my whole life planned out. I thought that like I really knew exactly what I was going to do. And like, I had had no real hiccups mm -hmm. in life, like not for real, for real and not in my mind. Um, until that point, everything always worked out exactly. Well, not exactly how I planned, but like generally speaking, things worked out and I was going in the direction that I was trying to go. Mm -hmm. And I was 27 when I was just like, I can't do this. I can't keep trying to do this grad school thing. This is not working. Mm -hmm. And uh, and that was the first time that I felt like I got stopped from doing whatever it was that I was trying to do. Mm -hmm. um, and it shook me. Like that really affected my mental health. Um, and I was being a stubborn Taurus and did not want to admit it at the time. Um, so I didn't really fully address it until 2019. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, and so it was 2016 was when I left. Uh, it took me three years to fully acknowledge that that really messed me up. Um, and this song just reminds me, like, no, 
Like this was, that was fine. Like it was a, it was a good experience. You know, I met some people that I would have never met otherwise that I bonded with and that are, uh, you know, fantastic. And I'm super glad to have in my life. Um, you know, I traveled, I went to new places and experienced a lot of new things, new foods. Um, and like, I had fun. Mm -hmm. Even if I didn't finish my degree, like, I'll just look at it as a, like, oh, yeah, well, I mean, I went and I had fun. Um, and, like, they'll never take my power. Like, I'm still a powerful individual, you know, I'm still a fucking goddess, all right, in this bitch. Like, yes. this, is, this is what the fuck I do. Like, you're not going to stop me. Like, nothing is going to stop me. They'll never take my power. And they can feel however they want to feel about it. I love so, that. And can I just yeah. put it out there? Nigel, um, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Her name is Nigel Charles, correct? Uh, I don't know her last name. It's N-I-J-A. So, N-I-J-A, right? Yes. So, um, so Nigel Charles, professionally known as Nigel, born on October 20, 20th, 1997. She's at the age of 23 right now. Is an American mm -hmm. um, songwriter and record producer. Um, began her professional career um, literally just four years ago, writing songs for Beyonce and Jay-Z. Um, notably for Jay-Z, Heard About Us and Love Happy, Cardi B featuring SZA, I Do, Cardi B featuring um, Kalani, uh, which was Ring, Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande, Rain On Me, and Chris Brown featuring Drake, No Guidance. And uh, She's currently signed to Universal Music Publishing Group. Like, this is absolutely stunning for someone who's at such a young age uh, for a, a new millennial, uh, millennial, um, for a newbie, basically. She has, like, she has stormed the, the music industry, like, already. Like, her work is just absolutely phenomenal already. Yes, and that's funny that you say that she wrote I Do uh, for Cardi and uh, SZA, because I love that song. Like, I play my power and I do because, like, you know, the lyrics, I do what I like, I do, I do. Mm -hmm. So I say that all the time, like, I do what I like and what I like, I do, period. Like, I'm going to do what the fuck I want because I can. Like, do you think that's, like, my think, whole thing. Do you think uh, for someone at her age, she's more than aware of, um, like, the current... Um, society that we're living in right now like she's aware of the the matters that need to be discussed issues that need to be talked about such as the black lives matter such as was it the songwriters who are, are putting their foot down by saying these are not the musicians who are writing these songs these are the songwriters our, ourselves like she's aware of these this, um, discussions that are issues today. Definitely, definitely. Because well, first of all, I mean, um, I don't, I don't think she feels the need necessarily to like call out. For example, like with Cardi and and SZA, like I don't think she feels the need to be like, um, hello, I made this fucking song. But at the same time, it's like her voice is getting heard, and like she's also she's making bangers, both like just like fun shit like i uh, like um 
like I do, but also like my power, like things that um that address the current political climate. Like she's like the, I feel like both millennials and Gen Z, so like quote unquote new millennials as they're currently being called, yeah. um, because kind like we're kind of oddly uh joined we're like conjoined twins like gen y and gen z are like oddly conjoined twins but we're only mm -hmm. joined at like the ankle mm -hmm. so we're not completely the same but and we're this is what i'm saying this Sorry to interrupt this is what i'm saying because like when we have um uh, the shall we say the boomers of this generation like People right. such as Don, Donald Trump, um, the Prime Minister in the UK, which is Boris Johnson. Uh, these are the people who are still UK. Have these, <laughs> yeah, these are the people who still have the views um, of back then, when the newer generation is basically the leaders of the world today, where they're saying, "Listen, we're we're in a society now where we're all struggling. We need to move forward rather than going backwards." We call Boris Johnson British Trump. Exactly. <laughs> That's what we call exactly. him. <laughs> I don't know if you guys call Trump uh, American Boris Johnson, but we definitely call him British Trump. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. The, yeah. I, don't know you are, I don't know if you're aware of this, but it's it's been exposed recently that um, this this whole time everyone's tax paying money has basically been put forward to um to renovate his um uh, to refurbish his um apartment which is next door to Downing street and i'm just like thinking this whole time you're telling me that i've been given money to a greedy ass bastard such as him who is basically spending our all of our money for him to have gold wallpapers are you fucking kidding me Oh God, he really is the British Trump because Trump is super into like painting everything. And first of all, I'm pretty sure it's fake ass gold, but okay. Uh, but yeah, oh God. This is the thing that even makes it worse. It's the guy, it's the guy who um who got let off because like he um in the beginning of the pandemic he wasn't following the rules, so he was getting a increased amount of pressure to resign. So Boris Johnson basically um fired him, and then next thing you know, he published in the telegraph like He's actually taking all your money for to refurbish his flat. Did you guys know that? Did you guys know that? And now there's like a whole shitstorm in the media and he's getting so much flack about it. And what makes me, what I find rich is these um, Karens, these British white ass um, privileged bitches in this country, especially um, people who, who basically say, oh, Winston Churchill is the icon of our time. No, he's a fucking racist. What you guys don't oh, realize no, is yeah. these these are the people protecting Boris Johnson. Um, not like not even thinking straight, not even like thinking it through. That these are the delusional people, you know. Exactly. Oh God. Oh God. Just like uh, the the they did a special on um, the things that Trump said and and asked his supporters about it, and they're like uh, they're like uh, so what about the grab by the pussy thing? 
oh, well, you know, that's just locker room talk. Like, mind you, girls, girls saying this. So this mom was like, oh, yeah, that's just locker room talk. That's how boys talk. And they go, uh-huh. oh, so are you married? Yeah. Does your husband talk like that? Oh, no. my No, my husband would never talk like that. Oh, do you have kids? Yeah. Are girls or boys? I have, oh, I have two boys. Oh, do your boys talk like that? No. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Why? No, I've raised them better than that. Oh, so... So, so this is just uh, how boys talk. Yeah, yeah, that's how boys talk. Oh, but not your boys. No, not my boys. What? And they just <laughs> say all of that as if like it makes sense. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then like they, he asked this guy, and he's like, "Yeah, it's just boy talk. It's just locker room talk." He's like, "Oh, would you say that in front of your daughter?" He's like, "No. Why would I say that in front of my daughter?" And he's like, "Well, you technically just did." And he's like. Mm-hmm. Uh, because like she's standing right next to him while, she, and he's like, "Would you be okay if guys said that to your daughter?" And he's like, "Hell no!" <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. "Oh, but but it's okay for what? Like, make it make sense. Make it make sense, people." And but, can yeah, I just, I just feel like there? there is a viral video out there. If you go on YouTube, if you type in um, Boris Johnson getting asked if he's woke, um, a reporter asked him like privately. He was like, "How do you feel?" Um, knowing that you just realize like you're going through a woke situation, he couldn't even fucking answer. He was stuttering. <laughs> oh my god, he's so out of touch. I can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is why I feel like, like I said, Gen Y and Gen Z are like oddly conjoined twins because we're not quite the same. We're not like attached at the hip. Mm-hmm. We 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 have like we have this like I feel like Gen Y generally understands Gen Z. We did we still do the like whole uh oh these kids blah 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 things that older people do sometimes mm-hmm. but we don't well i don't anyway completely shit on them the way i feel like a lot of g- previous generations start to do to the next generation mm-hmm. and gen z sees us as kind of old a little bit and like like old in the sense that we keep trying to trying to do the same like tiktok challenges as them and stuff but it's a little embarrassing but also <laughs> We're still not at, like, and they call us boomers, even though we're not even close to boomers. Um, but we're both in this shit together, watching mm-hmm. the even older generations just ruin everything. And mm-hmm. the only difference is, is that, like, Gen Y, we're in a position where, like, we actually have to actively deal with all of this right now because. A lot of us are in our late twenties to or to mid thirties at this point, um, and Gen Z is still like, like they're partially still in college. Some of them are just starting to get into the workforce, but a lot of them are still in high school. Mm-hmm. What like this is what you're giving us? This mm-hmm. is like, this is what you're giving us? What the fuck? Yeah. Basically, so we're like both generations. We're screwed right now. Well, I I feel there's always hope, you know, because like I don't know if anyone wants agreement with uh, with me with this, but when you guys finally elected Joe Biden, I feel like you guys are now in a healing a healing process. Like it was time for you guys to have that change, you know. I do agree. 
that we are in a healing process. I do think that there were better options, but we apparently didn't want those options for whatever fucking reason. Um, but yes, I do think that we've made a lot of good progress. I think we just need to keep that momentum, you know, vote for me 2024. What? I don't anyway. Um youngest listen, president people, people ever. Say, people say like, oh, I don't want I don't really like Joe Biden, but I like the some things that he wants to work with. Listen, guys, at the end of the day, you can't always um you can't you can't always get what you want. At the end of the day, if there is right. someone better I coming in the future. Him. Yeah, if someone else comes uh, better in future, then, then then you know there's going to be a better option in future, you know? For now, at least you have someone who's 100 times better than the Cheeto himself. God, yes, the head Cheeto in charge. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, listen, moving forward, let's hit these ditties and we'll get into your next ditty. Okay, Joey let's Angel. Let's do it. There are a lot of... So the reason some songs are very popular or can be very popular in Europe and not in the United States is because in the United States there are a lot of gatekeepers in the music industry. It is the most gatekept industry uh, in the entire... Like, you can get into anything any other industry but music you have to appease gatekeepers it's it's so uh mm-hmm, mm-hmm. true uh, and that's another thing the music industry is corrupt as well like it just needs to change that's all i'm saying yeah yeah it does mm-hmm. need to change it really does okay, no- next one is d comma sutra I'm sorry if I messed up your name. Forgive me. What's happening? Cool. No hey, lady. How you doing? How you doing? I ain't seen you in a minute. Well, I saw you earlier, but I didn't get a chance to speak to you. So now I'm speaking. I hope you're having a good day. Both of you guys having a great day. John, Hello. Hello. Jamie. It's, um, I was just listening to you guys talking about how songwriters uh, often are made to sign NDAs and do ghostwriting and I've ghostwritten for years and it's honestly disheartening when you see your song at the Grammys getting an award or on the billboard charts and I can never openly say the amount of work that I've done and contributed to this industry and it's ridiculous and so I don't know I like to see that there is a change that uh in, in the world and yeah like my song is fucking i have two songs in the top 100 in the united states right now and i don't know i can't do shit yes. he has songs he has songs himself listen guys follow joey angels support his music support whatever he does support an independent hoe like him like he needs it these this is what i'm talking about songwriters needs to have like credibility because like when i found out that they were doing a uh, petition to just um, not really call out the the singers but just call out the industry itself like for not recognizing these uh, uh, these individuals for the credit that they put into these songs i just i was just blown away because like i i don't know much about the industry in itself too much but when i found out i was like this kind of makes sense to be honest because like no one gives any 
like contribution to the songwriters. No one says thank you at the award shows for these people, you know? That's true. That is mm -hmm. really true. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of shitty. I don't know if they like want to pretend that they wrote it or what. Like, I don't get it. Listen, they just stuck up their own asses. That's what I say. Definitely. Okay, another one from Jerry. British Trump is not Boris Johnson. British Trump is Theresa May. Uh, that's British Ooh. woman Trump. And she's a vampire. Changed my mind. <laughs> I mean, Theresa May didn't do justice to this country. And you know what I find surprising? I found it surprising how after she, she called it quits... She was a, she was still part of the House of Commons, but she recently um, she recently t um, discussed the whole Black Lives process, and she even said like this was actually astonishing from this woman, like coming from someone who who was like such hatred to the world but she actually supported the black lives matter and she was like you guys need to understand that these uh, people of color have voices themselves do not discredit these people you know and when i found that out i was just like oh child is this the same person i i just <laughs> i just oh my god wow right right <laughs> Okay, moving Just, forward. Wow. Yeah, another one from Jerry. Boris Johnson is getting golden wallpapers. Meanwhile, uh, poor kids got to split an apple three ways in order for dinner and shit. All right, Boris. <laughs> Pretty much. And also, just to put it out there, he, like, I I found out recently that um, Joe Biden signed a waiver to send out vaccines to the, the poorer countries such as India and everything like that. And now it's uh, Bojo is getting um, pressurized to do the same. And he still hasn't done it. And it's been uh, discussed for, like, like, a month now. And he's, he, you know what? He's not even saying anything. This is how you know he's not on it, you know? This is how you know this is a, a greedy fucking bastard, you know? Definitely. I just, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't understand how people can be like this. Like, this is like, it's like people who are high up uh, working at a university, people who work in politics, and people who work or who like run churches. Mm -hmm. What the fuck? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, Ow. moving forward. Are you ready to move forward, my love? Yeah, I'm just upset by I... this. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> me as well. Anyways, moving forward. Ladies, gentlemen, non binary peeps and core, are you ready for your next subject of tea time? See. Okay, based on your life, who you are, as you are, your next subject is a television series or film of inspiration and influence. Tonight, your chosen choice is... The Bronx... Or A Bronx Tale. Yes, a why movie. A Bronx Tale? So, um... <laughs> I remember the first time I watched it, it was, like, kind of an accident. It just happened to be on TV and I just got kind of mm -hmm. caught up watching it. Um, and 
it's such a good love story, but it's also so real. So, um, as I mentioned earlier, I base most of my ideals off of like my grandparents' relationship. And, uh, you know, I'm kind of a little bit more traditional, et cetera, et cetera, Mm-hmm. in Mm-hmm. some ways, not all. Um, Mm-hmm. and in a Bronx tale, you know, um, in, for those of you who don't know, I promise to do my best to not give any spoilers, but it deals a lot with racism um, back, like, A, before Italians were considered white. Um, Mm-hmm. when, uh, you know, and in New York, obviously, because it's a Bronx tale. Um, but the movie came out in 93. And so basically, this kid who is Italian falls in love with this girl, like love at first sight type love with this girl who happens to be black. And there's a lot of animosity between Black people and Italian people at the time, primarily because of the fact that, well, racism, basically. Um, back before a lot of people were considered to be white, like Italians, Jewish people, uh, the Irish, etc., um, when... people would first come to this country after it had been colonized, um, they were essentially pit against Black people. Like, treated the same, essentially. And then we were basically made to fight for resources. And uh, unfortunately, um, some groups, not all, instead of banding with black people, like a lot of people did, we would band together. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not talked about enough, but some smaller groups would band against black people to be like, all right, it's kind of like how when you're in school and you don't want to associate with the kid that's picked on all the time because you don't want to end up getting picked on. So you kind of shit on them too, to join the, majority essentially just so that you're further removed yeah some people would do that to black people basically be like we're not like them da, 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 you know whatever whatever and there were a lot of gang wars between well like basically the mafia and different gangs in the black community Okay. and so this kid knew that because that was an issue that it was possible that his dad would beat his ass for even considering bringing home a black girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, and So, the thing that really stuck with me was mm-hmm. one, he talked to his dad about it and his dad <laughs> popped him upside the head and was like, why would you think I would care about that? Look, is she a good girl? <laughs> is she pretty? All right. Now here, <laughs> I'm going to give you the car. You take this girl out. And uh, this was the second thing that really stuck with me. He told Mm-hmm. him, you give her the, uh, the lock test, I guess, or wh- however you put it. You unlock Mm-hmm. the door with the key. You don't use the fob. And you let her in. That Mm-hmm. way, your door is still locked. 
walk around the back of the car, not the front of the car. I know it's the longer way, makes less sense. Walk around the back and look through the back window as you walk around. Watch and see if she unlocks your door for you. Mm-hmm. If she does it, she's gold. If she doesn't, she's trash. Dumper. And so he mm-hmm. did just that. And I remember holding my breath like, bitch, I swear, if you don't unlock that door. <laughs> <laughs> and when she reached over and unlocked that door and he he did his little happy dance before he went to his door. Mm-hmm. And I just like I had a sigh of relief and they were just they were so cute together and they were like, you know, Basically, the world against them at that point was like, you know, all this bad stuff is happening around us. Mm -hmm. But like, love is going to pull through, bro. Love is going to pull through. And that's always been my thing. I love that. So let me give a lowdown for people um, who just came in now. So cause choice of film of influence and and um, admiration is a bronx tale uh, which is uh, a 1993 american coming of age crime drama film directed by robert de niro in his um directional debut and produced by jane rosenthal adapted by um adapted from chaz palminatory um in 1989 play of the same name it tells the coming of the age story of an Italian-American boy uh, who, after encountering a local mafia boss, is torn between the temptation of organized crime, racism in his community, and the values of his honest, hard-working father. The Broadway production was converted to film with limited changes and started um, starred Panamentary and De Niro, De Niro, who first viewed the play in Los Angeles in 1990, acquired the rights from Pedimentary, um, intent of making the play his um, directorial debut. The, debut uh, the duo then worked heavily uh, together on a screenplay with Pedimentary, um aiming to retain many of the aspects of the original script, as it was based largely on his own childhood. Production began in 1991 and was funded in a collaboration with De Niro's Tribeca Productions and Savoy uh, Pictures as the first film released by each studio. Uh, Bronx Tale premiered on the Toronto International Film Festival on September 14, 1993 and released in the United States on September 29, 1993. The film achieved limited commercial success, grossing over 17 million domestically. However, it fared much better with critics who praised the performances of the lead and and launched Parliamentary's acting career while also helping De Niro gain acceptance as a director. Do you, was it, do you, even though it had limited success, like, it seems like people were aware of current issues in this film, would you say? So I didn't know that it had limited success, but um, yeah, I mean, I felt like it, like most people that I know know this movie and were touched Mm -hmm. by it in some way. I don't know if they were like as obsessed with it as I was, 
funny story uh i do know a lot of people with like italian heritage or just like a lot of people um that grew up in like boston oddly enough and not even new york but still who were really touched by this movie specifically maybe just because it touched uh them in in terms of like their upbringing and stuff um but i do think that this movie touched on a lot of important issues early um because you know like i said it, it came out in 93 and also you mentioned as well yeah it came out in 93 um so i was what four depending on what month it came out um i didn't see it until later but but i mean So my question oh. is, when you watch this for the first time, where where were you? Where um, how did you feel when you watched this for the first time? What was your reaction? Oh, you still there? Yes, I'm still here. Sorry, my headphones got pulled out of my phone, and I lost <laughs> you. So, did you hear my question? I heard you say, uh, where was I for the first time when I watched this movie? How how did I feel after watching yeah. it? And then you cut out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That was the question. Okay, so uh, big surprise. I was at my grandmother's house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, like everything important happened at that house. Uh, yeah. Well, minus me losing my virginity, but you know, that's not important. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my mom lost her virginity at that house but we don't need to talk about that i was i was literally wait wait Come wait on, actually mama. yes i was literally conceived at that house yes. so like i need this house, house. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um and i just like oh. Yeah, what was your reaction when you watched this for the first time? What, like, how did it make you feel? I felt very emotional. I don't quite remember crying, but it just made me feel like, like, it really made me feel like, okay, um, I already kind of understood that there was going to be some issues uh, for me dating mm -hmm. as I mm -hmm. grow up. Partially because I I generally like I well I grew up in an area that is predominantly white. It's not uh, it's not like the whitest place I've ever been. Colorado was, mm -hmm. um, but and, and I, like I said, I've been to I've been to England. So <laughs> Colorado is the whitest place I've ever been. But <laughs> um, <laughs> I you know there weren't a lot of other black kids. Uh, Like most of the people uh, around uh, initially were uh, either white or Asian. Um, and then, so I, like my first crushes were literally like white boys and Asian boys. Um, mm -hmm. And immediately my mom was like concerned Not because she had a problem with me dating outside of my race. No one in my family uh, has a problem with me dating outside of my race. My grandfather mm -hmm. did very briefly for like less than two hours. Um, <laughs> I can tell that little short story in a second if you would like. But the point is that 
she was worried about the racism that I may face primarily from their parents, but also then from them due mm-hmm. to their parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had already kind of been exposed to that pretty early with my mom trying to warn me ahead of time because I, I came home in kindergarten literally and scared the shit out of my mom because I asked her if I could have a boyfriend when I was five years old. Um, and yeah, that was, that was scary for her. Apparently she likes to remind me of that regularly. Um, but I also just knew, like, I felt like if I'm just a good woman, you know, and like a strong woman, that no matter what love will find a way and love will succeed and Mm -hmm. so no matter what trials and tribulations i go through you know i'm currently single um so it's not like i can say like oh my god yeah you know love prevailed and i'm happily married and did it or any of that but like i still believe like you know like my person is out there I will find them. I will have my family, et cetera, et cetera. Like, I'm never going to give up on that. Like, I'll never give up on love. Um, and I just really liked that, like, what his, I liked what his dad said to him about, like, as long as she's a good woman, as long as she's good to you, mm-hmm. like, that's all that matters. Yeah, I love that. And he also installed in his son that he needed to be a good man. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like was that I feel like you've been brought up to know so much in life, you know. I mean, I don't know where I got it from sometimes because even my mom says she's like, I don't know where you got these ideas in your head, but I just I don't know. I don't know if it was like passed down to me from my my great-grandmother who passed right before I was born. I don't know if it was like given to me through osmosis through my my grandmother. Uh, I don't know, but I just, cause I didn't talk with my grandma too, too much about uh, love and relationships or whatever. I talked to her about, like, I thought boys were cute and mm-hmm. she would just tell me not to be too fast or whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I wanna, but I want to ask you for, but can you okay how can you convince people who are listening right now as well as those who'll be listening on streaming sites um especially myself how can you convince um these people who have never watched a bronx tale because i'm unaware of this and it seems like a very intriguing story that i actually want to watch like how can you convince these people because it has such limited success and it for me, it seems like it's still unknown for a lot of people. How can you convince people now to go and watch this movie? Well, for me personally, it's not even so much that I can convince you to watch it. Um, but I don't listen to what other people think about movies and stuff like that most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you need to find out for yourself I've had so many 
movies, books, games, things like that, where people are like, oh, don't get that. Oh, don't watch that. It was trash. It was, or I heard that, or critics said, or this, that, and the other. And I'm just thinking like, okay, but are they me? Mm -hmm. Like, when your parents told you, oh, eat this, you'll love it. Did you look at them like they were fucking crazy? And, or did you immediately eat whatever that it was that they told you to eat? No, we, we, we all know we were picky as kids at some point and we definitely mm -hmm. would like stare at our plates. Like what the fuck did, are you trying to poison me with today, mother? So <laughs> then why do we now as adults sit there and go, oh, well, other people said that they hated it. So I'm not even going to bother. Mm -hmm. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. And, and I would have missed out on so many things if I just listen to what everyone else thought. So I say watch the trailer for yourself or, you know, just take it on good faith that I said it's a powerful movie. Mm -hmm. uh, and if I you don't that. watch it, then there you go. You can miss out on things if you want. That's fine. It's your prerogative. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> 100%, 100%. Okay, is there anything further you want to discuss with this topic before we move on to your last one? Uh, just that, you know, have faith, have faith in your life and in your, in your love and in your happiness. Mm -hmm. And that's, I feel like that's the ultimate, uh, lesson from this that I got, uh, you know, anything is attainable. Yes. Okay. So moving forward, we have a, a message from Lauren Angel, my gal. What's hey. going on, Paolo and Cor? Just grabbing some sushi, listening in while I head home. How are you guys doing? Paolo, mi amor. Hola, amore. Love you. Hey, girl. Hey. I love, I love how the description says, what's going on, Paolo and Corp? Just grabbing some sushi, listening in. What? While I head home, how are you guys doing? I'm Al Llama. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Llama. That's great. <laughs> That's a fucking joke. <laughs> I'm a Llama. I'm a Llama. Yes. Okay, so guys, this is the last topic of the show, which is the closure of the show. So what that means is the fifth subject is the wildcard subject. Um, in which I pass the baton on to Core. So, which means Core can talk about anything she wants to close the show off with. So it could be anything of advocation, anything of influence, um, anything that she wants uh, for you guys to be mindful of, anything of, of awareness, anything at all. So, Core, um, take it away. What is your wildcard subject to close the show off with? Haha, -ha! video games. <laughs> video games played such a huge part in my life i like video games damn near raised me themselves um i grew up around mostly guys uh my stepdad my dad my uncle mostly male cousins etc etc and i always played video games i used to love to watch my dad and my uncle play i used to watch uh i used to started playing with uh, both of them and with my uh, my stepdad, 
my mom used to whoop my ass in Tekken on a regular basis. And to this day, I have never <laughs> beat her. Um, and as soon as the Rona is over, I am challenging her to a fucking duel. So, <laughs> um, but yeah. I Tekken, by the way. Well, back then, when the, the glory days, you know? Yeah, uh, I got it for the place. It's like the original PlayStation. And so mm. I'm taking it to her and we're dueling. Like it's it's on like Donkey Kong. <laughs> what is it? What is it about video games that fascinate you? Uh, you know, first of all, I learned a lot of surprising things from video games. Like I, I can't always pull it up like out of my ass, so to speak, uh, like oh, these are the five things that I learned from video games. But like every once in a while, I've literally had questions on tests. And I was like, I learned this in a video game. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll get it right because I remember learning it before in a game. Um, I also used to play a lot of like, like I used to play Reader Rabbit and things like that. So I also played a lot of educational video games as a kid uh math rabbits uh science blasters or something like that i can't remember what it was called but it literally used to go through space and explore different planets and like and it was like a mystery like a, a space mystery to be solved and in order to get the proper clues you had to like solve a science problem in the game or whatever and things like that uh, i just always thought that was really cool um like i think that you can incorporate a lot into a game mm -hmm. um so not only learning like the basics like with math and reading and science but mm -hmm. uh also learning about different cultures they have video games that teach you different languages there's literally a game called learn japanese or die and mm -hmm. basically all the instructions and everything are in Japanese. Uh, and the game like s s kind of like quickly teaches you Japanese. Like, and if you don't retain all of the information, your character dies and you have to start over. Mm. So like, um, but it also like, it helps with your imagination. Like um, in the same way that reading did, like it brings worlds to life. Um, I you have no idea how many times I've finished a video game and cried and cried at the ending because you really do grow attached to these characters, man. Like they were, it was real life. Like uh, the same way that I like I finished books and would cry. Like oh my gosh, I can't believe that happened. You know, like, mm -hmm. um, I remember my first ever video game that was, like, bought for me was Kirby's Dream Course. And it was basically, like, a like pinball and golf combined with Kirby as the ball. And mm -hmm. I sucked at it. I sucked at it, and I used to get <laughs> so mad. Um, and then Rayman for the PlayStation... So I Kirby's love Dream Course Rayman. Was, yes, 
Kirby you know, was you know for the I, Super Nintendo. You know what? I did the stupid thing. Back then when my mom got the PlayStation 1, she um, she got us Raymond as our very first video game, right? So mm-hmm. me me thinking, oh, why is it so dusty? Why is it so dusty? Me being an, a fucking idiot for it was a good idea to put it in a sink and just wash the fucking disc. Put it back in the PlayStation, and guess oh, what? No. That fucking shit was ruined. <laughs> oh no. The PlayStation was safe, by the way. It was just a disc. I, I had it dry with a towel and then put it back in and it didn't work ever since. <laughs> oh no. Man, yeah, no, I uh that was my first game for the PlayStation. And mm. um, but it was my second game ever. Um and I sucked at that too, and I I learned a valuable lesson, uh, <laughs> because like I started getting so frustrated, and like my mom could hear me downstairs being frustrated, and like, I think I I don't remember if I started crying before or after she came downstairs, but I'm just upset, and she's like, "What's wrong?" and I'm like, "You said, uh." If I'm nice to people, they'll be nice to me. And I start crying again. <laughs> and she's like, oh, honey. <laughs> because I was upset because I was leaving the bad guys alone. I wasn't fighting them. And they mm-hmm. just kept coming after me. And mm-hmm. I was like, I don't understand. You said if I was nice to people, they'd be nice to me. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking live for that shit. Oh, so innocent. <laughs> I love it. What was it? That, what's, okay, before we go, what's your favorite games of all time so far? Final Fantasy. The whole series, yep. Final Fantasy. Any others that you want to mention, give a shout out to right now? Um, Definitely the God of War series as well. I really liked Fallout 4. No, I haven't played the rest of them. My bad, y'all. I'm late to the game, I know. Um, but also, special shout out to Heavenly Sword. A lot of people like slept on that game. Similar mm-hmm. mechanics to God of War. Uh, very interesting storyline. No spoilers. You learn this at the very beginning of the game. Um, mm-hmm. The tribe was supposed to be saved by the firstborn son of the chief. They tried to conceive forever, finally got pregnant, and then it came out a girl. And they felt like uh, she was a curse because mm-hmm. she was like supposed to be a boy, I guess. Um, well, she's the lead. She's the main character. And uh, you, mm-hmm. uh, you play as her. And uh, that's all I'll give you. But it's pretty freaking awesome. And uh, also Horizon Zero Dawn. Fantastic game. I'm really enjoying the fact that there are a lot of games coming out that have like um, female protagonists that are like super awesome, super epic. Um, a lot of them are like odd outcasts, which is kind of mm-hmm. interesting. I don't know how I feel about that part, but I also like all the customization, you know, like in Fallout 4, you could be pretty much anything, anyone, et cetera, et cetera. I love Skyrim. The Elder Scrolls is fantastic. 
Um, mm -hmm. Morrowind was cool too, but that was the first one I got in on. So, um, and yeah, you know, shout out to the gamers out there and don't do this whole like, oh, PlayStation, Xbox, PC, Master Race, BS. I have all three. Um, I'm a collector. I have so many games, it's ridiculous. Um, but I don't know why you like, I guess financially, I can get why you wouldn't get all of them. But like, I choose to spend my money specifically on video games and food if ever I have extra money. So you're not going to see my nails done all the time. You're not going to see my toes done all the time. You're not going to see my hair done all the time. I still look cute, but what you will see is that I'm going to have all these systems. No, I don't have the PlayStation 5 or the Xbox X series yet, but that's because it keeps getting fucking sold out so fast. Yeah. So. I love that. Yeah. I love that. So, guys, give it up for my special guest tonight. It is cool. Hey, thanks. Yeah. Yes. How was your tea yes. time experience? I love it. And I just want to say, I, I love you so much, Paolo. You are Aww. so fantastic. I remember. So I think actually my first introduction to you was Vinny. And then I've been like popping in randomly every once in a while. And like, you're just so wonderful. You are such a positive light in this little stereo community. So I appreciate that you do this. You ask a lot of really fun questions and you really get into like the nitty gritty of our interests as well. And I just feel so honored that you allowed me to be on this platform with you. Oh, thank you so much. I mean, I do love talking to people, especially newbies as well, people from around the world. And I just, I just love sharing. I just like exploring people's like lives, you know. And as well, I when it comes to tea time, I usually like to give consent to my guests. Um, in knowing that if I'm going to go deeper, I need to ask you if it's okay with that person, you know? Mm -hmm. Definitely. And so I appreciate I wanna, that I, level of uh, respect and uh, concern as well. Compassion, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so, guys, once again, give it up for my special guest, Core. She was absolutely fabulous and shared her life with us today. And guys, before you go, let me just remind you what is coming up for Tea Time. So on the 8th of May, I have the spiciest Latina as well coming through. It is Pan Dulce. And then I have the words of wisdom from Tiara the Greatest on the 10th of May. So you don't want to miss that out. And then if you are from across the pond how about you come on over to our side where we're gonna go all the way from liverpool where we are gonna be talking to cupcake alaska and then we have the debut of my gal fantasia and you know what fantasia keeps rescheduling because she she's shaking with nerves so she actually sent me her her topics of discussion finally after two months <laughs> and she she's like you know what um i'm gonna be brave enough to do this now because she explained to me this is actually a funny story so i just posted a picture today completely nude i'm naked butt naked 
and it's on my if, um, Instagram, guys. If you want to uh, follow me on social media, follow me. I just posted a new post, which is a statement of empowerment. And it just basically is a whole essay of me saying, don't was it um don't give a shit what the Karens tell you um otherwise because love your body love yourselves it doesn't matter was it if you're your plus size you're thin whatever people of color whatever love yourselves be empowered of who you are be empowered of your naked truth when she saw when she saw that post she was like you know what i'm gonna fucking do the tea time you just inspired me so i was just like oh i'm inspired at least one person you know so i was like Yay. yes <laughs> so i love it i love it and also just to quickly mention as well we are also going to go all the way from Bristol. So I'll be doing tea time with my co-host for Snatch Game. It is Chloe, my Chloe face. And then on the 15th of May, I have the spiciest burrito um, of stereo. It is King Geo. And then on the 16th of May, it is the one and only Mother Effin America who will be sharing her life with us on Tea Time. So y'all yes. don't want to miss that shit. Guys, and on give the it up 17th is mm-hmm. my birthday. <laughs> oh, it's just called birthday. Guys, put it in your calendars. Tell Alexa or was it Google? Wait, wait, let me, let me put it. Hey, Google. Remind me, um, set reminds us 17th of May, Cause Birthday. Cause ah. <laughs> Birthday. This will be for the 17th of May. At what time? Uh, 8 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> All day. Okay, on the 17th of May at 8 a.m. By the way, if you have an iPhone, you'll need to download the Assistant app to get the reminder. Oh, bye. <laughs> i don't have an iphone fuck that shit (laughs) that's funny that's funny yeah you know that's actually not too far off either because you guys are five hours ahead and uh Mm -hmm. i was born at almost 2 a.m so (laughs) i love it yeah guys Mm -hmm. once again give it up for my special guest car yes Yes. Okay, guys, have a great morning. Have a great afternoon. Have a great evening, wherever you are. And guess what, bitches? Stay spicy. Okay. Bye, Cole. Love you, girl. Bye, guys. Love you, Paolo. Bye. Bye, 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 bye.